five players in this lineup and they have over a 22% K rate. And that's not including the pitcher, right? We got guys like Carlos Gomez in this lineup. These just seem like easy strikeouts for Soroka. And I feel like this line is too low. I understand that it's heavily juiced at minus 167, but I feel confident enough in this in this one that I'm going to lay down, you know, a couple extra dollars to make this work over on the DraftKings Sportsbook if you want to go over there and bet this. Also, looking at Soroka's numbers this season, he's been a really good pitcher, but he has had over four and a half strikeouts in eight of his 11 games he's pitched this season. I just think I'm pretty confident in this number against the Mets team that I'm not that confident in. I'm taking the over here on strikeouts for Soroka. All right, let's head back to the West Coast for my next play, and I have Matt Chapman, and I have the over on him hitting a home run at plus 380. Chapman comes in as the top played IQ rating of the day, number one here because he's going up against a guy like Andrew Kashner, and Kashner, we all know he's not that good. He allows a 208 ISO, a 47% fly ball rate, and a 42.5% hard hit rate against right-handed hitters. Chapman has also been hitting the ball really well over his past 15 days with a 92 mile per hour exit velocity and a 213 batted ball distance. If you want to bet this one, you can go over to like DraftKings Sportsbook or one of your books and I'm sure you can find the home run prop and plus 380, that's just a really great number for one of the best hitters of the day based on the matchup. I just think it's too good of a line at plus 380. I like his chances of hitting one out. He's been seeing the ball really well. Give me the over on Matt Chapman hitting a home run. All right, guys, before we get to the lock of the week, please make sure to hit the little subscribe graphic on the video and give us a like. Also, I want to know who your favorite props are tonight, so drop them in the comment section below, and let's crush tonight. Now, let's move on to my favorite lock. We're staying on the West Coast here with my favorite lock, and I'm saying it's my favorite lock because, man, I got one of my favorite plays to play today. It's Mike Trout at 0.5 home runs, and I have the over at plus 220. Now, Trout just gets a dream matchup, right? Uh, it's not the best ballpark upgrade, but it's simply a ballpark upgrade going into Toronto. So that's one thing that we see that's great, but the matchup against Edwin Jackson is just gold. We know how terrible he is. I'm just going to read you some of the numbers on this season for him. He has a 5.98 X dip and is allowing a 5.80 Woba and a 5.17 ISO along with a 42% fly ball rate and a 42.6 hard hit rate, that's against right-handed batters. Edwin Jackson is terrible. He is absolutely awful. Like I said, game is in Toronto, big ballpark upgrade. Also, if you look at some numbers on Mike Trout, he is crushing the ball lately. Uh, 254 batted ball distance and a 94 mile per hour exit velocity in the last 15 days. It also helps that the Blue Jays have a bottom five bullpen in the league. This is just a dream spot. Feels like the lock of the night, the lock of the century. You know, tell your mom, tell your grandma, brother, sister, uh, Mike Trout, he's hitting one out tonight. So that's my lock of the night. That's it for this week's picks, guys. Thanks a lot for joining me. And let's sweep the board tonight.
How you doing What's there? Going on, Wait, hold on. What are we doing? I'm doing screen share. I assumed I was hosting. Hey, buddy, you take it, man. <laughs> well, in any case, that's the start of the show. Um, <laughs> we are on the Yahoo show, sponsored by Yahoo, where we will be breaking down Yahoo's pricing for today's slate, building lineups, so you don't even have to do some work if you don't want to. You can just throw these lineups in exactly and win money right along with us. I am joined, not the host, Eric Crane. How you doing over there, buddy? I mean, I'm feeling a little incomplete right now, now that I'm not the, it was hilarious. You know, I did that once, um, the first time they had me with Dean, I did that just to mess with him. That was a legitimate WTF moment, but we're okay. We're, okay. <laughs> we're, making, we're making it, man. That's all right. You are doing the screen share today, which is, um, I'm not going to lie, it's a load off, off uh, you know, my shoulders because I always end up screwing it up. Devin has to ask us before the show, do you have the screen share? I'm like, no, no, I don't. I don't know what's going on. And uh, yeah, so I'm glad you're doing, I'm glad you're hosting. Can we agree that hosting is by a mile the tougher of the two jobs? I mean, I want to say yes, but Dean does it, so it can't be that tough. <laughs> you know, that's a fair point. I hadn't really thought of it like that. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. It, it all depends on what shows. Yahoo shows, like doing screen share, a little bit tougher. But who cares? It doesn't matter. We've got a fun show on Slate for today, today and we've got... A full hour before you have to deal with Dean and that really nice guy, Stevie. I like that guy. Talked to him last night. Um, but guys, wanted to mention the RG badge promo and give some shout outs to guys who are currently rocking the RG bags. Badge, 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 badge. Um, let's see. Di, Dylan, Dylan. B. How about Dylan? Dylan. All right, Dylan B. Who are the five greatest rappers of all time? I don't know. I, I mean, I had I have not even thought of this. Dylan, 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 and Dylan. Um, but Dylan B twenty nine, Sug S Sugs eleven, and Ramatrogu are all rocking the RG badge, guys. We're going to drop the link into chat, or Devin is going to, and it'll explain the perks of the badge program. You get free stuff. You have a chance to get free RG premium. No reason not to do takes. 20 seconds of your time, and if you win, you win RG Premium. It's that simple. Just win the tournament, blah, 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 more stuff in the chat. But we got to get down to the slate. And I want to know, what are your initial thoughts, Crane? My initial thoughts are you're probably not going to win tonight's slate at pitcher. You know, that's there are I think there are a number of ways to go offensively. At pitcher, though, I mean, Grant's kind of a mess. The most expensive guy on Yahoo, incredibly, Mike Clevenger. I did not see that one coming. He's – uh I don't trust him at all tonight. I know the strikeout rate has been through the roof since he came back from the injured list. Still not somebody that I expect to see throwing a ton of pitches. But outside of that, I mean, do we like Luis Castillo at home against Houston? I don't. Mike Soroka, the strikeouts are average. Kent Maeda, I might throw as many pitches tonight as Maeda. I mean, it, I don't think this is a slate we win with arms, do you? Um, I disagree, but I don't think it's the top price arms that win it. Uh Okay. I mean, bats are going to be important, but I love today's slate for pitching. And over on Yahoo, more so than the DraftKings or FanDuel, I really like the pitching pricing. And I think that there's different guys you can go with at each different price tier. We have Soroka and Castillo, both priced as just like upper mid-tier arms, where generally they're priced in the 50s. They're only high 40s, mid 40s here. So both these guys, while they're not really in play for me as much over on DK, they're pretty pretty heavily in play for me over on Yahoo. There's another thing, Yahoo scoring. It's better to get a pitcher that can 
pitched deep into the games. Strikeouts are worth slightly less. And both Soroka, Castillo, and even Barrios at $43 is just too darn cheap here. All these guys that are priced over 10 k over on DK are just in the mid to low 40s and priced in the same tier as Tanaka and Corbin. So I really like it, but I think I'm more interested in cheap options. Am I insane? No, I th- that's kind of what I meant when you said that you're not going to win it. You know, when we talk about winning a slate with pitching, usually I mean paying up for a guy like Chris Sale where, he, you know, he's going to just get you, you know, 30 points or something. To me, I think tonight's a night to save money at pitcher. You mentioned some of the guys. I think Danny Duffy at Seattle. This Seattle team is just a mess after trading away E5. You know, even on the other side, Todd Malone's been better this year. You want to gamble on a really cheap one like Eliza Hernandez against St. Louis. I get it. I don't think I'm going to go that route today. You know, even Miles Michaelis at home against Miami. I mean, none of these pitchers are exciting. I will say that Zach Wheeler's too cheap. I mean, I know there's a ton of downside against Atlanta, but he's priced the same as Wade Miley, Miles Michaelis, and a dollar more than Rick Porcello. I'm willing to take a shot on Zach Wheeler in tournaments at that price because the upside on a slate where there's not a lot of upside, I think the upside for that price with Wheeler is kind of through the roof. Yeah, no, and I mean, something interesting, digging into his numbers a little bit last night and this morning, uh, he's given up a whole lot of bombs. That's not going to continue entirely. Like, he's been giving up bombs to lefties and righties, and really he should only be giving up bombs to lefties. Uh, His hard hit rate, fly ball rate kind of correlate to a high or a high home run guy for lefties, not for righties. And this Atlanta lineup, like, I'm not really too worried about Marquegas in the ballpark. Not horribly worried about McCann. They both can, but they're not terribly likely. Freeman's the guy that I'm really worried about, but $36 over on Yahoo with his ability to go late into the game and just rack up strikeouts. I'm not buying into too much of his uh, problems that he's had recently. And even though there's a five implied total for Atlanta and they are favored and blah, 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 it's hot out there. I think that he's a fantastic option. He's one of my favorite options. I'm going to be using him quite a bit. And that price tag is just too appealing when there's so many good bats on the slate, but let's get to making a lineup here. I can't remember. You're, I know you're a tournament guy. Do you play cash much at all for baseball? Um- You know, I dabbled in cash a little bit, and everybody who consistently plays cash really appreciates that. So I'm just sticking to tournaments nowadays. Yeah, not a terrible move, but let's go ahead and create a cash game lineup anyways. I played both quite a bit on every single site for years and years and years. But I think for cash games, we might be better off going with Soroka here. Uh, It's between Soroka, Castillo, Wheeler, Duffy, and Malone here. And I think Soroka, just his ability to go later into the games, the Mets are not a great lineup. He's going to get you probably around 30, and you can still pay up for a whole lot of bats here. There's some cheap bats, too, that you can kind of round it out with. I'm going to start off with Soroka. Who do you think we should go for SP2? Yeah, you know, I think when you're looking at SP2, I mean, you're wanting safety, of course. I think Duffy's fine at 3,400. That would be a lot on Yahoo at $34. You know, Miles Michaelis is really – unlikely to get blown up tonight but god i don't really want to play miles michaelis the velocity you've read cheese's article today you know that the velocity has been down each of the last four starts lately i know miami is not a concerning team for power i would probably go with duffy yeah yeah that's kind of where i'm at and honestly i don't even mind if you forgo soroka to go down to wheeler or malone i'm honestly bouncing between them i just got soroka in there and i want to figure out how this line is going to end up playing out here because there are some bats that I want in the lineup, but there are a lot of cheap guys. That I think I'm just going to lock and load here. Let's go over to catcher. 
and figure out what do you think we should do? I mean, we got Molina going up against uh, what's his name, and he's only nine bucks. Like, it's a decent spot for him. They're being they're playing in St. Louis, not in Miami, so that's definitely an uptick. We got Zunino, who strikes out a decent clip, is only seven bucks here, can take the ball to the park at any given time, and go all the way up to uh, Sanchez for I think eighteen dollars. What do you think about? For cash, I honestly generally go down at catcher, and if I was using Malone instead of Soroka, I definitely would be going up to Sanchez, but I don't know if it's worth $18 going up against a fairly good pitcher and a fairly good bullpen. Yeah, I mean, Yone Chirinos is kind of underrated. Like, he's actually a pretty darn good pitcher. Now, I'm not playing him tonight against this Yankees team, but I'm not sure if I need to pay double to get up to Gary Sanchez. To me, I like what you said with Yadi Molina hitting six for the Cardinals tonight against a pitcher that, look, you know, he's fine, but he struggles finding the strike zone. I think Molina's nine, and we can upgrade this later if we need to. You know, this isn't locked in stone or anything. So I would put Yachty in there right now and kind of figure out the rest later. Yeah, all right, that's what I'm doing. After him, it gets a little bit dicey at first base. I'm a huge fan of Rowdy uh, today going up against – uh, Pena, who's a bit worse to lefties, can give up a whole lot of bombs. With so the strikeout rate is still there for uh, Pena against left-handed bats, and Rowdy strikes out a decent clip. He's got a decent roster spot. I think he's batting fourth, uh, but he's only nine dollars is the main thing here. I mean, obviously we got Chavez if he's batting at the top of the lineup again, which I don't think know if we have that lineup yet. He could potentially be in play. There's Goldschmidt at eleven dollars, which seems way too cheap considering how good he is. Although he has been horrible lately. We go farther up. We got Reese, who's just a little bit too cheap at $17. Choi, that's in a good home run spot going up against Tanaka. Encarnacion, tough matchup here. Voight, all these – wait, why is there two Encarnacions here? Oh, guys, be cognizant of Encarnacion over on Yahoo, apparently, because he is both rosterable for Seattle and Tampa Bay. He's actually – How pissed would you be if you rostered the wrong Edwin Encarnacion, though it was the right Encarnacion, but it's for the wrong team? Like, wouldn't you lose your mind if you just got a zero for that? Yeah, you got to take him out of there. Yeah, they definitely should. I'm sure they will soon enough. I think this might have come out already. But, yeah. Uh, what do you think about Freeman up at the top for $27? It seems like a little bit too much for me. Yeah, I don't want to pay, play Freeman against Wheeler yeah, you really do. Yeah, I'm fearing a little bit of an echo here. I like the sound of my own voice, but you might want to make sure that you have your headphones plugged in here. All right, well, one second. You know, I was sitting around. I was so close to being ready for the show, and then we missed headphones. That's all right, because I'm here for you guys. I got you. Sorry about the sound, everybody. Can you hear me better now? I mean, it's all right, but... Uh, oh, no, I hear myself now. <laughs> all right i think that the right move here is to either go with goldschmidt or rowdy just take the price savings there's only one great option and that's freeman on today's slate at first base and going 27 bucks for him you're not going to be able to fit in trout it's not worth it i'm going to throw rowdy in here it's a little bit more ballsy move but you can do either i'm doing it i'm moving on here we have a boston lineup and chavez is batting seventh so he is no longer in play for me moving on to second base there's just one absolute lock and load guy for me, and that is Jason Kipnis. Going up against Lynn, Lynn's been good so far. Been real good in the last month, but he still only has about a 17% K rate versus lefties. Kipnis, obviously, is a lefty, and you dig deep into his numbers. He's not striking out a huge clip. Good enough hard contact, low ground ball rate. Uh, 
everything kind of just points towards him being a better hitter than his numbers show. Had a bomb yesterday, paid off huge for me yesterday. I think that he's the right guy to go with. He's way too cheap, should be batting fourth. What do you think about him? Yeah, I mean, Jason Kipnis, wait, is this better as far as sound goes? Yep, you sound fantastic. Well, just you know what? You, noise to my ears. You sound fantastic, too, buddy. Aww. Uh, you, know, you mentioned Jason Kipnis. Like in cash games, you just have to play this guy. And this isn't just on Yahoo, by the way. Kipnis is really cheap everywhere. He's one of those guys that every sharp guy is going to be playing in cash games today. Almost a five-run implied team total for Cleveland. He's going to be hitting cleanup for that team. I don't know what he has to do to get the price jump. He had a big game yesterday. Lynn, big-time splits against lefties. Of course, you can play any of these lefties for Cleveland. But Kipnis is just the guy I like to play, man. Like, he doesn't strike out a ton. I'm not worried about strikeouts against Lynn anyways. I think it's very clearly Jason Kipnis. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. I Outside of stacks, I'm going 100% Kipnis on tonight's slate. It's just that simple. Like, I don't see any possible way to fade him other than, like, if you're stacking up another team and you're taking second base. I know he's going to be fairly high, but some people are still – just they can't catch on to that. They can't put their wrap their heads around the fact that he's just been getting unlucky most of the season and don't understand the matchup, don't understand the weather. So people, some people are going to be off him. So might as well just go all in outside of stacks. Let's move on over to third base. Third base is a little bit interesting. We got Rendon all the way up at the top. Arietta better versus righties, but Rendon's just a great player. We got Carp. Price is going up a little bit. He's at 16 bucks here. We got Donaldson that's a little cheap at 12 bucks. It is great hitting weather over there. I'm looking at Jose Ramirez, but I look at Jose Ramirez every single day. Turns out badly more often than it turns out well <laughs> so far this year, but that's not indicative of what's going to happen here in the future. It's in Texas. Again, he's a switch hair, so he's going lefty-righty against an extreme platoon guy in Lance Lynn. The weather is fantastic. Everything is fantastic. And $11 is just too cheap. Are you looking at him or someone else? Yeah, no, in cash games, you have to look at him. I mean, these Cleveland guys are just too cheap for cash games. And it's a little bit weird. You know, you don't want to end up with a whole stack in cash games. But if, look, they're all too cheap. You just play him. Jose Ramirez, you mentioned he's been disappointing this year. And I get it. I'm with you. And you watch the at-bats. They're not pretty at-bats. But for 11 bucks, a guy hitting fifth in that lineup, in that ballpark against Lance Lynn, a lefty. Ramirez lefty, not Lynn. But, like, I think you just have to play him at these prices. And, you know, if we want to afford a guy like Mike Trout, you mentioned him earlier when I was trying to make my internet work better. Um, if you want to afford a guy like him, you're going to have to save some money. And these Cleveland guys are very clearly – the way to go to save some money. Yeah, it, at the very least, at least these two guys. Um, people are talking about a Cleveland stack. Love a Cleveland stack today, but these two guys are the necessity in almost every single life. They give you the money to pay up for whatever you want, and we'll get to those payups soon enough here. Let's move on to shortstop. We got Tatis all the way there at the top. I like him for GBPs. I love the guy as a hitter, not the – and it's not a terrible matchup. It's not a great ballpark, but it's not a terrible matchup. I can't go there and cash. Lindor would be the probably top overall option in terms of raw points today on the slate. 23 bucks, a little bit too much. I'd rather pay up for Trout, like I've said multiple times here. DeJong's price is cheap. That's the guy that I'm kind of looking at. I know that, like, I'm not a huge fan of St. Louis today, but I'm a huge fan of their pricing. Everything is so darn cheap over for St. Louis. 
I, I, I think I just have to. I mean, I'm not going to go down for one of these other trash guys. Adamas going up against Tanaka with some, like, decent numbers versus righties for Tanaka this year. Andres going up against Clevenger and then the Cleveland bullpen. I think that the Giants is the right play. Am I wrong? No, you know, Paul DeYoung's a perfectly fine play. And like the like you said, I don't love the Cardinals today either. All right. I I don't know. I'm and I'm a big Cardinal fan. I, I haven't got to watch them much lately because I've still been celebrating the St. Louis Stanley Cup. But I just look at this price and I say he is a better hitter than this price would indicate. And for 13 bucks, I'm willing to play him. And if I need to save some, if I need have the ability to spend up later. I think this is actually a spot where you can spend up for a guy like Francisco Lindor because it's really difficult. Lindor leading off tonight, 23 bucks. I know he's expensive, but it's tough to imagine him having a bad game. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm kind of right there with you. We're going to throw DeJong in, but we'll come back to it in a little bit. And obviously cash isn't just straightforward. There is, there's rarely ever an automatic team that you have on any given day. There's almost always a 2v2 swap. You won't see guys with the same exact cash game lineup that often but uh today it's a little bit straightforward outside of like three spots everyone should have Kipnis. everyone should have ramirez molina or sanchez are the only options at catcher outfield it gets a little bit different outside of course mike trout he's 28 bucks here put him in a lot of money put him in yeah it's just stupid not to he's going against edwin then he's going against the terrible toronto bullpen he's the best hitter in baseball in one of the best parks in baseball it's just zero question in my mind that we should be doing this. I'm locking him in. No need to say anything else. After that, it gets a little interesting. Um, we have 20 bucks to spend on a guy. We could move up to Lindor. We won't do that quite yet, unless you've got a real cheap guy to go with. One guy that I'm looking at a lot, if you watch the six-pack, this was my favorite hitter. It's because of price. It's because of matchup. And it's because of the stadium uptick. It's Meadows. Meadows is one of the best hitters in the league. Tanaka struggles with home runs. He struggles against lefties, just a below average K-rate guy versus lefties. Meadows going to be leading off one of the best hitters in baseball and only $17 there. Seems absolutely ridiculous to me. You good with him in cash or is he more of a tournament guy for you? Because I'm good with both. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with him either way. It's against Tanaka. I, I don't like picking up his bullpen. I just want to bring up uh, Juan Soto. I think he's really interesting against Jimmy Garrett today. Yeah, you are. You are all over the place. What? Close your other tabs, buddy. Come on. Does, I thought Missouri Everything had... is closed. Oh, gosh, that's not great. I thought Missouri actually had decent internet. All right, you know what I'm going to try? I'm going to try restarting and rejoining, all right? All right, I'm going to sit and talk alone for a while, guys. If you do have questions, go ahead and throw them into chat because there's only a certain amount of time where I can just talk and talk and talk. But Meadows, he is the guy that I'm looking at. He is my favorite play outside of Mike Trout over on Yahoo. He's cheap enough at $17. He's good enough, and people forget that his, what, 340 ISO is over in Tampa Bay half the time. He's fantastic. He's an incredible prospect. He is good. I am throwing him in. I may have, outside of stacks, 100% ownership in him. After him, there's a lot of decent options. I'm just going to read through them pretty much because I don't have a co-host right now. Kepler, too expensive but very good. If you have the money, you can go with a Duffy Malone lineup with a few cheap guys and easily fit him into your lineup. Belly, going against Beatty. Yahoo is a site that gives you more for walks 
than it does over on a site like DraftKings. Belly's in play. Yelich, strictly tournament, one-off, not great. Ballpark, huge ballpark downgrade for him. Cruz, again, Porcello's not great. He's fine. Jordan Alvarez, like him quite a bit. Tough to pay the price tag. Tough matchup. Don't know if I would go there. Acuna, very good, but not the guy that I would go with. And look who's calling me, Dean. Hey, Dean. What's up? You're going to be my co-host? Oh, Dean, you're not paying attention? All right. Hang up on him. That's what you get, Dean, for calling someone who always has his phone on vibrate. Uh, in any case, back to the show here. Otani, one of my favorite options here. He's got the platoon split. He is going up against Edwin in that terrible bullpen. And that's how I'm going to round out my lineup here. Still no crane. Any thoughts on Philly? Uh, I'm all right with Philly. I'm not high on Philly. I'm not real down on Philly. It's a, not the best matchup in the world here. It's Washington the favorite. There's a high total in the game, but Corbin, he's been playing these teams that have been great for righty power, like played San Diego, got blown up there. I stacked against him there. Anytime he plays a team with a ton of righty power, it's not great for him. He's been walking guys at a higher clip. Most of that was just against San Diego because he was getting into a whole lot of trouble there. Pitcher's umpire was, or the umpire was more of a hitter's umpire. So that wasn't entirely his fault. Against the White Sox, they can get beat, beat up by anyone, but specifically a guy that gives up a whole lot of hard contact to righties. And there was a decent amount of power righties there. So those are the two games that's kind of, that are kind of outliers. The one before that, he just got bad with like crazy. I'm not sure if he really is broken right now. I'm more relying on him not being broken, and I think he's more in play over on DK. Over on Yahoo, he's just too expensive in comparison to the other guys. For a few more bucks, you can get Castillo. For a few more bucks, you can get any number of great pictures. Barrios, Soroka. He's not worth it on Yahoo, but he's absolutely in play on DK. But a stack against him is very much in play. All those power righties can crush it out of the ballpark, and he does give up hard contact. If it lands on the right side of home run to fly ball variance, then he can very easily end up with a good outing here. And they've shown a willingness to let him go over 100 pitches. Grand, that was a shutout. And I think, no, it wasn't a no-hitter. It was just a shutout. But he, he can go later in the game, which is very important on Yahoo, but also important on other sites. I'm fine with him. He's strictly a tournament guy for me over on Yahoo, on DK. I haven't built my cash game lab yet, but chances are I'm paying down with both, both positions because it's not worth it to go up Soroka. Let's see. Any other questions here in chat? Uh, Miami stack. I do I like it. I have a question, Grant. Good. He's back. I've been talking for way too long. Well, my question is, do I sound any better? You sound fine. You sound good enough. <laughs> good. Hey, that's all right. I've been on dates like that. I understand, buddy. I, I haven't. They're, they're always in love with me, or I get a drink thrown in my face. Not for being disrespectful, but for just being... For just like being I, you? you? You've seen Step Brothers, and he's like, you know what? You just got that face I want to punch. It's nothing about you. You're a great guy, but you have a face that I want to punch. I got a face that just looks like it needs to have a drink thrown in it. Yeah, that's marriage, buddy. Yeah, yeah, not there yet. But... <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't know. That was one. that was weird, man. Like I restarted everything. Hopefully, hopefully this works better. I see Melissa asking the chat where Jack's go. I'm right here. I'm right here. We poor Devin. He's sitting here like I was supposed to just be have an easy show, no problems. I've got to open up Yahoo and everything. I have no idea what the pricing in front of me. How did our catch lineup end up? Um, I ended up throwing Otani in there, which I'm assuming you're good enough with. Him and Trout are by far the top two plays. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's pretty much what we said. 
plus Otani. So Trout, Meadows, Otani in the outfield, then all the guys in the infield that we got to earlier with Duffy and Soroka. I'm a big fan of it. If you want to drop from Soroka down to Wheeler and then upgrade DeJong to Lindor, that's not a bad idea. If you want to upgrade Yachty to Sanchez, go down to a guy like Malone at the SP1 spot, that's still not a terrible idea. There's a lot of bats, and if you want, you can shop in multiple different ways, but this is what I'm kind of with. I might end up with this as my cash game lineup. might be slightly different. I'm not sure yet, but this should be in contention pretty easily with most cash games and 50-50s and double-ups. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I mean, like you said, I don't think I would go down to Malone. I, like, I know everybody's a believer in him. I still don't, I don't believe in him enough to play him in cash, but I guess when the other options are like what they are, I mean, I guess it's not the worst idea. You mentioned moving down to from Soroka. The more I think about cash games, I think you just play Soroka. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of it. Because, again, the, three guy, the two guys that I would be moving up to would be from Molina to Sanchez, and Sanchez is not a good matchup. It would be from DeJong to Lindor. Yeah. And Lindor definitely is better, but it's not like Lynn has some pretty extreme splits. It's good weather, blah, 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 all this. But it's not like he's worth the elect, extra $11 from DeJong, who's a very good hitter in a decent spot, in a decent place to hit. So that's just kind of where I'm at. You ready to get some tournaments? Finally, yes, brother. Let's do it. All right. Oh. Uh, well, I, I'm sorry. I just know. I just got to look at a lineup that I hadn't seen yet. I'm so disappointed with the Philadelphia Phillies right now because I was all about a Philly stack today. The way Corbin's been getting blown up, he's just leaving a ton of hittable pitches over the middle of the plate. It's been really ugly for him. And I get no J. Phil Romito in this lineup. I know he's banged up, but God, you got to be a little bit. Healthy. You need to be healthy enough to come play against Patrick Corbin today. I'm disappointed with this Philly lineup, man. I really am. Yeah, and guys on Yahoo, you can just click that and you can see the entire depth chart, just so you know. Um, yeah, looking at this lineup, Sean Rodriguez, Quinn. Quinn isn't a big power guy. Hernandez isn't a big power guy. Knapp isn't a big power guy. Uh, looks like we don't have that much power in the Phillies lineup. That's giving a bump to Corbin there, in my opinion. Honestly, like with Washington being a 160 favorite, still not going there on Yahoo, but more and more, I think I'm leaning more towards Corbin in tournaments over on DK and FanDuel. Yeah, I, I got to think a little bit more about this one because when I was building my lineups earlier, I was assuming the lineup was going to be a little bit better. I needed a second base, but I go, oh, I can throw Cesar Hernandez in. Okay, uh, obviously that can't happen anymore. Now I'm sitting here looking at Scott Keenry and Sean Rodriguez in the top five, which is a little bit uncomfortable. You know, I, I don't know. I might just do like a little mini stack later. But uh, yeah, I, I think Philly's interesting. You mentioned, you know, we talked about Washington a little bit. I said Jan, Juan Soto. I thought he was too cheap. A lot of these Nats are too cheap. Matt Adams, just 14 bucks. Brian Dozier's been good lately. Um, Adam Eaton, not somebody I love, but against Jake Arrieta, you can expect him to try and run if he gets on base. We know Arrieta struggles with lefties a lot. And Rendon, just a stud anyway. So, like, I don't know. I think this first game's pretty interesting to me. Maybe this is just a game stack. I don't know. I wish this Philly lineup was better. Grant, I'm mad. I'm upset right now. First my computer's not working. Now the Phillies lineup sync. This day is going to hell in a handbasket awfully quickly. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes it's just that day, those days. But, yeah, I'm kind of right there with you, the Nationals lineup. Obviously, um, Ariad has been not great versus lefties. And then versus righties, what we worry about is his ground ball ability. Rendon, a guy with extreme fly ball numbers and a whole lot of power, fantastic hitter, doesn't strike out a huge clip. 
I really like him. I'm right there with you. I prefer Soto. I prefer Edom. I prefer Adams. All the guys can hit the ball, the ballpark. And Adams is a guy that strikes out a huge clip, and Arietta does not strike out lefties at all. So I don't mind this national stack here. Uh, go ahead and talk to me about any other stacks that are not chalk. So no no angels pretty much Don't talk yeah, exactly about yeah the angels are just going to be a million percent you can still play mike trout whether you're stacking another team whatever you are brave if you're fading mike trout tonight what about the other side of this game with toronto i mean it's not as if toronto is some giant underdog they're plus 134 that's reasonable you look at felix Pena, a guy that we know who he is he gives up a lot of hard contact and fly balls to lefties now you get a toronto lineup eric sogard Kevin biggio Rowdy Tellez, I know you mentioned him earlier. If you want to go down the line, Freddie Galvis, you can always play Vlad Guerrero Jr. at that price. I think Toronto's kind of interesting. This is the highest total on the board, and everybody's going to be loading up on the minus 154 favorite and ignoring the small underdog on the other side that's also not facing a great pitcher. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing with Pena is his giant splits. Uh, yeah. So Bijou, the problem on Yahoo is you can't play Bijou and Sogard. They're both yeah, second base. It's a tough Yahoo stack for sure. Yeah, but I mean, like a mini stack of it, either go Biggio or Sogard, smoke, um, and then round it out with, there's another lefty in there. Oh, Rowdy. And then either Giriel, Grichik, who's, is he in the lineup today? He's only nine bucks. Grichik, yeah, he's hitting sixth for nine bucks. That's a heck of a deal. Yeah, so you guys can definitely make a decent Toronto stack or at least a mini stack over on Yahoo, over on DK, over on Fantasy Draft. They can be very good stacks at a cheap price. So I'm right there with you. And Rowdy, by far my favorite play over on Toronto today. Justin Upton is back in the lineup. We have a Angels lineup. Let's create a super chalky Angel stack. You in for that? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? This is the stat. This is the team that everybody will have. Yeah. So we can figure out outfield pretty quickly. It's Trout. It's Otani. And we're paying 20 bucks for Upton, or we're going with 19 bucks for Calhoun. I'd rather play Calhoun on man, like Upton being back. Like I'm, I'm glad he's back and everything, but I'm not playing him first game back. All right, and then are you ready? Let's see. He's in the lineup, top 15 hitter in the majors, Justin Bohr. You good with him at $15? Yes, I love Justin Bohr. Every single time he's like. And there was a point in time where he was just minimum price across the whole industry and was still 5% on every, on every slate. It was really strange, but no, I'm thrilled to play Justin Bourne. Yeah. My first hundred K win was because of a 1% own Justin Bohr at minimum price. I I feel like tonight's not going to be the night where he's uh, under-owned, but I think that uh, I'm still willing to play Justin Bork for stacking up the Angels. Why not? Yeah, and then I'm throwing in Listella here. 21 bucks. Got some power. Leading off. Still a good bet. Still can't figure out how he hit so many home runs this year considering <laughs> his past, but I, trends are trends for a reason, and he is trending upward. And so that's all the time I'm going to say trend now. Uh, so let's look at it. You good with a five-man stack? I'm assuming, do you want to throw LaCroix in? Do you want to throw in Fletcher? Do you want to throw in any of the other not I mean, great bats? You could always do, you know, do it. And if they go for 10 or 11 runs, you're sitting really pretty. And a lot of people, just because of the rules on DraftKings, they only put five in. Hell, throw LaCroix in there too. Why not? All right. Boom. Doing. A, I think we can do six-man stacks. Yep. Yeah. So boom. LaCroix in. 21 bucks per spot here. I'm going to do just the obvious thing here and make it even more chalky. 
um, and throw Jason Kipnis in here because we're going to need some money to spend up. Shortstop, give me a tournament guy that's cheap here. Uh, hold on, let me pull up my shortstop list really quick. Gene Segura. Uh, I'm going to talk about these Phillies, man. Like, he's 14 bucks leading off against Patrick Corbin. I have no problem with Gene Segura tonight. Uh, let's see, who else do we have? Alex Bregman, he's not cheap, but he's too cheap. He's only 19 bucks again. And I know Luis Castillo has been great, but he, Alex Bregman is just better than a $19 hitter over on Yahoo. Lindor is expensive. I like Jorge Polanco tonight. You're going to hear me also talk about the Twins a lot against Rick Porcello, a guy that gives up a ton of hard contact and fly balls against the best home run hitting team in all of baseball. I don't know if you watched any Twins baseball over the weekend. I spent a lot of time doing it, which is a weird thing to say out loud, but I just, I just stacked the Twins a pun this weekend. Didn't work out. They were basically the king of warning track power all, all, all freaking weekend. Against Porcello, against the bullpen, that's not good. I like the Twins a lot tonight, and they're expensive. Like it's Nobody's going to play the Twins on Yahoo just because everybody can play the Angels for the same price. And yeah. when that's the case, I mean, guys, look, the implied team total is half a run off. I don't give a damn about half a run. And you're going to have one stack be 30% and one stack be less than 10 why wouldn't you just play the twins? Because we're not looking, you know, it's not to win a tournament. If the Angels score six runs, not going to happen. If they hit their implied team total, you need these outliers to hit. And to me, a team like the twins can get it done. And you're not even giving up that much of a floor because Rick Purcell stinks. I, I like the twins a ton as a tournament. You, Jorge Polanco. I don't know if 19 is too expensive, but he's definitely in play for me. No, uh, I just created a full lineup. That had Breg full the full Angel stack, Bregman and Kipnis along with Malone and Hernandez. Yeah, I like it a lot, guys. If you want, you can throw that in there. I'm not throwing that exact same lineup in because I don't want to be chopping it with all you guys. I want to have something slightly different, so I'm not submitting it. But we don't have a Twins lineup yet. I'm in for a twin stack. Let's make it happen. We have, we have a Twins lineup. All right. So apparently it's not there. Just list the bats you want in it. Uh, I definitely want the lefties here: Kepler, Polanco. Rosario, I even think Marwin is fine um, at first base. You want to be a little bit different because most people play CJ Crone. Marwin's 15 bucks. Jason Castro, he's a pinch hit risk if they go to lefties in the bullpen. I haven't looked at the Red Sox bullpen yet. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that maybe the lefty worked yesterday. But I think Castro is fine too at 14 bucks. And this is just the lineup. Again, to me, they have just as good of a chance of absolutely going off as angels do and they can do it at a fraction of the ownership yeah yeah you are correct here and i'm throwing in just kipnis ramirez guys that i want in pretty much all my lineups if you throw in kipnis ramirez you have a five-man stack if you really want to you can go cruise make it a six-man stack and you have 31 per pitcher there's 31 options let's go ahead and talk about pitching real quick again who are your favorite cheap guys i know we talked about wheeler i know we talked about malone I know that we talked about Duffy. Are there any other super cheap guys? I mean, Chasim coming off the IL, it was only on for two weeks through a bullpen session, but he's going up against the San Diego team that has been hot recently, but they're coming off the Coors hangover. Chasim been historically way better versus righties than lefties, and the strikeout upside for a righty going up against a San Diego team that has just a 30% K rate all the way up and down their lineup. Yeah, the biggest problem with Shasin is that he was only throwing 50 pitches in a rehab start. And 
I just cannot trust him to throw more than 70 in this game. And I know he's cheap, but he's 31 bucks. Can we really play pay 31 for Shastine and a limited pitch count when Danny Duffy's $34? I don't think you can. So I would rather play Duffy there. You didn't mention Miles Michaelis. I, I know he's as unexciting as it gets. I know he's been terrible. It's still Miami, though. I think we have to consider Michaelis. Um, again, I don't like it. I would rather play Duffy at 34 bucks, But, yeah, I – Outside of those guys, like even Eliza Hernandez, I doubt I play. I just don't think I need the discount as much. There are enough cheap bats, especially when looking at the Cleveland guys on this slate, that a guy like Eliza Hernandez just isn't necessary. So to me, I think Duffy is as cheap as I'm willing to go. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I still, I'm, I, I will have a share of Malone or a bunch of shares of Malone and some of Hernandez. Oh, Malone, I forgot about him. Yep, lefty yeah. against KC. Yeah, I have no problem with Malone. Yeah, and then Hernandez, if I really need the saving, someone was asking about Pena. He's $39 over on Yahoo. You cannot play him over on Yahoo. You don't. You want a guy that can go later into games. We don't know if he can do that. It is a good matchup. I like him over on DK. I'm fine with his price over there, but over on Yahoo, it's not remotely in play. What about Lucchesi going up against Milwaukee? Decent lefty bats over in Milwaukee. They don't strike out a huge clip, but Lucchesi, 30% K rate, going up against lefties here. $34, too cheap considering. I mean, we have to ha have some interest in him just because of the price tag, right? Yeah, and you know, Lucchese's a guy here. Let me look at his pitch mix really quick because Milwaukee, I like to attack them with guys that throw a lot of curveballs and fastballs that are lefty. So let me pull up. He's a sinker ball pitcher, if I remember correctly. Has no, a pitch up. Okay, if he's a sinker ball pitcher, I have no interest whatsoever in him. Let me pull <laughs> against Milwaukee. Milwaukee's a team that does really well against sinkers. Uh, lefty, righty, doesn't really matter, especially like Ryan Braun and stuff against those guys. Let me pull up Joey Lucchese again. Uh, yeah, 50% sinkers. Let's take a look at what these Milwaukee hitters do against sinkers. Braun crushes 264 ISO. Grandal crushes 241 ISO. Moose, not as good. I had that one backwards. Hernan Perez, good. Jesus Aguilar, Good. And then you throw in Christian Yelich against the bullpit. I, I'm not messing with Lucchese here. Um, yeah, the strikeout rate for Milwaukee is interesting. But all in all, I just look at him as a guy that he's not going to throw over 100 pitches. And you mentioned before, you would rather have guys that go deep on Yahoo. So to me, that kind of brings me back to Michaelis, I think. I think Michaelis is really interesting today. And again, I know he's been bad, but it's Miami. Like We've, ha we've taken worse pitchers for this price against the Marlins all season. And I'm not really sure why Michaelis isn't getting more talk. I mean, he's getting a lot of talk. The problem is I can is go he... Wheeler for more upside. I can go Miley, honestly, for more upside. I'm not playing Miley. I can I'm go not... Duffy. I'm on Lucchese a little bit on Yahoo. 34 okay. is too cheap. And you said, oh, I don't like to target guys, uh, or I don't like to target Milwaukee against sinkers. Yes, he throws 50% sinkers. He doesn't throw a fastball at all. Um, but – he throws 25% curves. You just said you I love. Do like, I do like curves against them. Yeah. It's, I mean, I got to, I can't play everybody. You know, I think yeah. that's what it comes down to. Like, here, we've got a bunch of guys in this range. And I think outside of Soroka, I think we can agree that we're staying in this range. Wheeler, Michaelis, Duffy, Malone. Those are four guys I would rather play over Lucchese. And, you know, I got to cut. I got to make a cut at some point. And when it's the fifth guy in the same price range, I'm just going to play the other four. Yeah. I mean, I, I hear you there. I think you can play a whole bunch of different guys, especially on Yahoo where it's, they're working in single dollar salaries. So 
the difference between one guy and another guy is not 100 or 200 it's one dollar um and it's drastically different so if i can sometimes getting up from lucchese to miklas not possible i'm not sure how chalky duffy's going to be i'm going to be looking at throughout it throughout the day checking out jamino's ownership and if people are on him then it's a perfect pivot to lucchese plus the fun thing is cash games a lot of people are probably going Duffy in tournaments. A lot of people are probably going Duffy. Yeah. If you are on Duffy, you can late swap if you're behind to Lucchese or late swap and leave three bucks on the board down to Malone or four bucks on the board down to Malone. I really, really like the fact that there's multiple guys to swap between $36 and $30. Why is go... – go ahead, sorry. That was it. You're know, just going to say oh. you can go all over the board. Yeah, I mean, why is Duffy going to be so much more popular than Malone? Malone is at home, he's cheaper, and he's a favorite at home, and the Royals' offense is one of the worst in all of baseball against lefties. Why is is it just because we've grown accustomed to playing Duffy throughout the last couple of years, and Malone's the guy we picked on? Is that why nobody's playing Malone? I mean, the drastic difference is the fact that the Seattle lineup has a 30% K rate versus lefties so far this year in their projected lineup, plus Nola coming in, who's not fantastic. He's not bad, but he's not good at, by any means. There's not a whole lot of walks there, which is something more about Duffy. Malone, he's coming in after the uh, starter, whoever that is, in all likelihood here. So Malone is a guy that people don't really notice about because they kind of disregard him on slates because he's always has an opener. We don't know how late he's going to go into the game. The Mariners bullpen is terrible. So they have, he has a little bit longer lease than he should, but Duffy's a guy that if he's pitching well, we've seen it so many times in the past that he will go up to 115 pitches in any given matchup here. The strikeout upside is massive. Their ISO all the way up and down the lineup is terrible. I mean, they got Vogelbach, they got Smith, they got Seager, they got Crawford that, really are not that great versus left-handed pitching. And the strikeout numbers are real. And Vogelbach's actually due to some negative regression in terms of strikeouts versus lefties. He's actually done better at not striking out versus lefties than righties, and it's not a big enough sample size to know that. So there's every single bat in the lineup that has a 30% K rate versus lefty, and Duffy has a 26% K rate versus lefties. The upside is incredible here. And as I said, he can go in eight, nine innings. He might pitch a complete game shutout here. Yeah, so I'm looking at just taking a look at, and I know this is kind of the fish way to do it, but just taking a look at Malone's game logs. I mean, he's had he's had five starts this year. He's had at least four, at least six strikeouts in four of them. He's faced some tough off, like he's doing this against good offenses. He's faced at Minnesota, against Houston, against the Angels, and then two games against the Rangers. But he's had three games against really good offenses. He's yet to get blown up. I just think I would rather have the guy who is a favorite at home that's cheaper and going to be way lower on. Yeah, you know, that's fair. That's fair. Um, someone asked about fires, $40. You're not paying $40 for my fires on the item over on DK. You can make an argument. I'm probably not going to do it. There's other guys I'd like. Uh, so just know guys, go ahead and drop those QQs in Devin. I think already started dropping them in. We have 17 minutes, but we're just going to be going back and forth. Because uh, we've already created multiple lineups here. We're going to create another one that's just a bomb lineup. And I don't mean going to bomb. I mean, there's going to be bombs that are hit <laughs> up and down. Oh, gosh. Uh, Clevenger, interesting here. Not at, in play at all on Yahoo. He's probably going to be on a pitch count. I don't know. Have you gotten word of it? I haven't seen it. No, but he, he is probably going to be on a pitch count. So he's not somebody I'm even coming close to wanting to play today. All right, that's good to know. Yeah, he's, he pitched 67 pitches in his last uh, rehab start, and he's probably going to get up near 80. 
but I don't know if he's going to go over 80. Not even at his price, if, unless his 50% K rate is actually real, it's not worth going with him. And you can get more upside with a whole bunch of other guys. Uh, and, if a, and if a 50% K rate is real, he would be the greatest pitcher ever. I mean, unless you walk guys at a 50% rate, but that's not, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Uh, Muncie or Olsen for first base over on Yahoo. Actually, over on a site, I'd go Muncie. Uh, I would definitely go Muncie. Or, no, no, no. You're going Muncie? Yeah, I love Olsen, but Cashner is actually decent at getting ground balls versus yeah. lefties. Muncie going up against a guy that he walks guys at a huge clip. So there's going to be more men on base. I think it's Muncie. I love Olsen. I absolutely love Olsen. I might name my first kid Matt Olson and change my name to Olson. Uh, but Olson could be the middle name. Oh gosh, that is smart. My mom's getting goats, and I have naming rights on the next two. One's Reese Hoskins, and one's Matt Olson. That a boy. That's um, that that kid definitely won't get made fun of in school. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if he's named Re- Matt Olson or Reese Hoskins, he's probably going to grow up to be bigger than I am. Yeah, and hit uh, dingers. Yeah, he definitely will. Uh, Cisco and VR or Leon and Bogarts. I'd probably I mean, go with the second one. Yeah, I would definitely go with the second one. And I know Jose Barrios isn't the best matchup, but I mean, I'm not, this is not a slate to play Cisco and VR. Like I, you have fun with those guys. I think you're looking at like a combined five or six points from that group. I'd rather play Xander and Leon. Yeah. Uh, Meadows or Otani. Look, if we're not incorporating ownership, price or anything just raw points it's 100 percent unequivocally otani but meadows is going to come in way lower ownership no one's stacking up tampa bay and people aren't going to take him as one offs that much he's four dollars cheaper over on yahoo he's in a slightly or definitely a worse matchup but tanaka can give up bombs i'm taking the guy at lower ownership and cash absolutely go otani you can go both of them i'm going both of them yeah. but uh like tournaments meadows is a better play yeah, and I don't know if, like, this bears out. This might just be my head playing tricks on me. It seems like Tanaka gets hit really hard in the first inning. I'm going to have to take a look at that because every time I've watched him pitch, it seems like a lot of his troubles come from very early in the game. Are you watching the World Cup right now? Um, I am not. What happened? Uh, we're, France is – France – it's tied 0-0 with 12 minutes to go in regulation time, and France has a penalty kick. So I mean, I – I love women's World Cup soccer, but knowing that the U.S. is good enough, it's not like with men's World Cup soccer. I know that there's a chance that they don't make it to the qualifying rounds. I know there's a shot of that. With women's, I'm not worried about it. Once it becomes elimination games, I'm all in for it. I will watch a ton of it. But until elimination games, I'm not bothering. Okay, here's the thing. And this is something, because my wife gives me crap because I'm watching Women's World Cup, and she's like, what the hell are you doing? Things are better, events are better, sports are better when countries are involved. Everything is better when countries are involved. France scored, by the way, 1-0 in favor of the French as I wait for my lineups to update, and I lost money. Okay, anyways, moving on. <laughs> I don't know who I'm rooting for, man. Like, I don't know who any of these girls are. Like, I just update the lineups and hope it goes well. But, um... Yeah, anything is, oh, golly. Yisman had Nigeria plus 2,200. Poor guy. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, let's go back to questions. Uh, thoughts on Castillo? Uh, he's too, 
too cheap over on Yahoo. Over on DK is one of my favorite tournament plays because even going up against Houston, Alvarez is in the lineup. Houston's known as one of the lowest strikeout rate teams in the entire league versus right-handed pitching. Castillo bit splits neutral. He added a, he changed up his pick, pitch mix where he's striking out about 30 guys per, at 30% of the guys at each side of the plate. Houston doesn't have Springer, Altuve, Correa in the lineup. And Alvarez, while makes it more dangerous, does up the potential upside because he does strike out a 30% clip. I love Castillo for tournaments over on DK. I love him for tournaments over on Yahoo. He's in consideration for cash in Yahoo, but Soroka's a better option. Your thoughts? I mean, this game doesn't exist to me. Like this Rebs Astros game, I don't want to play. I know I mentioned Alex Bregman at 19 bucks too cheap. I still doubt I I play him on any team. There's only one guy in this game, and I'm not playing Castillo. I just respect the Astros offense too much. I'm not playing Wade Miley. I this Reds lineup is just not one I want to pick on. Eugenio Suarez, we didn't mention him. He is way too cheap at $13 against the lefty in a really good home run park. And nobody's gonna play Suarez despite that price because everybody's gonna save two bucks and play Jose Ramirez. If you want a tournament guy, if you want to chase a dinger at 5%, I think Suarez is okay. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And the problem is Ramirez is two bucks cheaper. That's the only reason I haven't talked about him too much because my love for Jose Ramirez, but yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, FanDuel GPP, who would you play? I haven't looked at FanDuel at all today. I've been stuck on Yahoo, Fantasy Draft, and DK. So I got nothing for you. Any Maeda love? No, he's not going to pitch deep enough into the game. San Francisco doesn't strike out each clip. There's enough lefties in there. Not nearly upside on Yahoo's price too high. I'm not playing any Maeda. Does it? I'm with you. It feels like a mistake just completely ignoring him. It almost always is when everyone's ignoring him. I know. That's what I mean. I mean, if we're looking at a slate here, let's let's just talk about this. If we're looking at a slate. We're no pitcher that we love. There's nobody that we can pay it for that we love. We've got a guy here facing a Giants team that is just not going to do anything. You know, we say he's not going to pitch deep into the game. Do we need a giant score out of a pitcher? Because I think Baeta could – would it surprise you if I said at the end of the night, Kenta Maeda is the highest scoring pitcher on this slate? But that surprise you? Mm, yes, but not by a lot. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me because I mean, what are we? Who are the other options here? Corbin, who's been awful. Though I'll tell you what, that Philly lineup is pretty bad, so I'm a little interested there. It's not Clevenger. Mike Soroka, I guess, would be the guy we talked about. You know, we built the lineup, and what was the first thing we did? Say, well, you can just play Soroka for the safety. Might as well, might as well do that. He throws deep into the game. Might is a dollar more and it's going to be completely unknown. I actually, I think Maeda is a little interesting in tournaments. Plus you get that late night sweat. You got to have the late night sweat, Grant. I mean, I got the late night sweat with Danny Duffy and Lucchese. You know, <laughs> I mean, Danny Duffy is going to be the highest scoring pitcher on the slate. I'm just calling that right now. But um, I don't live in my mom's bit. Oh, wait. Oh, my mom's getting goats. I thought they were saying I live in my mom's basement. I don't. I live in my brother's basement and am a part-time manny. That's my life now. Um, Lestella and Muncie or Fletcher and Bellinger, it's the first one. First by a mile. That's not even close. Yeah. It's two really good hitters versus one really good hitter. Like, you just play the two studs, especially with one of them leading off for the team with a six-run total. Yeah. Um, Someone's asking if my mom has real goats. Yeah, they bought a 200-acre ranch out in Washington in the middle of nowhere. Uh, They have goats. God, that Uh, sounds nice. Oh, it's beautiful. 
my wife and I were talking yesterday about if we were ever going to buy another house. And she was like, oh, this one's for sale. And she was showing it to me. I said, look, if I'm ever going to buy another house, and I'm not sure I will, but if I'm ever going to buy another house, I'm going to have some land. I am not going to be 10 feet away from my neighbor. So yeah, 200 acres out in the middle of nowhere sounds pretty nice. I mean, the problem is when you're my age and single and you go up there and you spend two <laughs> weeks up there and you go insane because I go into town and there's it's a thousand people that live in there. Is the, <laughs> the Tinder game isn't really strong up there. Nope. I think there might, I didn't even check Tinder. There might've been one other person in town on Tinder if they figured out how to use <laughs> internet. Um, <laughs> any thoughts on a red stack? Uh, I, you know, I told you that game doesn't really exist to me when my least somebody that's really changed with this pitch uh, type a lot this year, which is worked. Houston seems to get these guys in, you know, Garrett Cole was just a, he's a really good pitcher and now he's turned into an absolute ace and Houston seems to be able to target these guys and work with their pitch mix and say, okay, well now you're going to be an absolute stud. And I'm not sure Miley's an absolute stud, but he's certainly not somebody I want to pick on again. Like if you want to play the reds to me, you just hope for a home run. This isn't a spot we're going to go full stack play Eugenio Suarez at a position where nobody's going to play him because of the price of Jose Ramirez. That's, I wouldn't full stack, uh, Cincy, but if you want to do a one-off looking for a home run, I don't mind that. Yeah. Um, Otani Mikolas or Calhoun and Duffy for tournaments. Calhoun, Duffy, or Otani Mikolas. Uh, I don't know. I like it's a flip a coin. Honestly, yeah. like flip a coin. Like I, I don't know. Like Duffy is right now. I mean, you know, I'll, I don't want to give too much behind the scenes, but if you look at the bat projections, Duffy actually has the highest raw point projection on the slate. Um, oh gosh darn it Cardi's on board with me I don't know if I want to be on <laughs> every every single time me and him are on the exact same page with a pitcher that's low priced it rarely works out well well when we talk about a guy whether a guy's going to be chalk or not taking a look at a projection system like that is a really good way to determine if they are going to be chalk and I, I haven't looked at any other projection system today but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Duffy is really, really high up as far as raw points, not in that, not even considering that he's got a really cheap price tag. So to me, if you want to play Duffy tonight in tournaments, be my guest, you know, but just know that you're going to be fading a lot of ownership. Yeah. Um, top three picks for second base. It is far and away Kipnis as number one. Outside of that, who cares? It's Kipnis. It's Kipnis. Everyone else is a tournament guy. You can use Lau. You can use Dietrich if he's in the lineup. I don't think he is. Um, you can use Bezio or you can use Sogard, but it's Kipnis way above everyone else. I mean, I always play Hernan, Hernan Perez. <laughs> like, nobody does that. He's 10 bucks. Uh, if you really want to be weird and different, there's nothing wrong with that. You live your life, guys. Uh, Brignano Dor against Mike Clevenger, I think, is a little interesting. Or do we think Clevenger is going to continue to be the greatest strikeout pitcher ever? Um, even if he is, all it takes is one pit, bad pitch. Exactly. So I think Odor is fine. You know, I already mentioned this team is a really sneaky stack. I think Kevin Biggio is really interesting tonight, too, at $14. I, I would actually put, outside of Kipnis, I would actually probably play Kevin Biggio next. At just what about Sogard for half the price? Sogard for seven bucks? Yeah. Oh, my God. I think yeah. Sogard might be – I mean, he's as good – no joke. I think Sogard is every bit as good of a play as Kipnis. I'm not quite there yet. Um, I love Kipnis, but you, honestly, you're not too far. I think there's more upside with Kipnis, but the 
median projection is probably close to the same. Yeah, and, and one's going to have three or four times the ownership. Yeah. Um, are the Yanks getting overlooked? They're not getting overlooked because Torinos is a good pitcher. Yeah, I, I'm not messing. And Torinos, here, I got to pull up. Let me pull up the plate IQ because he is really, really good against righties. And obviously, the bulk of the Yanks lineup is right-handed power. You look at Ryan Torinos against righties, uh, 43% ground ball, almost no hard contact, 25% hard contact. You know, he's just not somebody I'm going to attack with righties. He doesn't strike them out, but he just gets a ton of soft contact to right-handed batters. And look, I, you can look, I'm never going to tell somebody not to play Luke Voigt, Gary Sanchez, but I just not sure this is the slate where you need to. Honestly, Luke Voigt and Edwin are decent GPP plays because of their price, yeah. because people are going to choose the wrong Edwin and because you can only <laughs> go off the one. I can't even imagine. I would lose my mind if I'm going to be searching through every single Yahoo team, finding the one guy that accidentally played him. Uh, I would, I would seriously just lose my freaking mind if that happened to me. Oh gosh. Um, Angel stack best raw points projection on the slate. Also the chalkiest by far you can play him, but you can also fade him. You can make it's like Coors. You can make an argument for either. I mean, Honestly, like unless you're just doing a ton of entries, I really think the Angels are a mistake tonight in tournaments. Cash games, of course, you play them. Tournaments, yeah. though, like, I mean, you're looking at a team that's going to be thirty percent. There, you should never play unless it's like Coors Field. That's a freaking like eight or nine run total. You should never be playing thirty percent pace. I mean, we're talking baseball. You're getting four or five at bats. The sample size is so tiny. Why are we even considering a thirty percent on? I'm off the Angels tonight. I'll play Trout and I'll move on. But like. I'm not stacking up the Angels. You want to know where to stack the Angels? Stack them on 10-man tournaments. It's that simple. Boar is going to be 10 to 20% owned in a 10-man tournament. Calhoun's going to be 10 to 20% owned because everyone's going to immediately go Otani and Trout. You go Otani, Trout, Lestella, Boar, and Calhoun in one lineup in a 10-man tournament, you're getting two guys at 100% ownership with that's irrelevant but you're getting three guys at 10 to 30% ownership. Yeah, that's a really good point. I should uh, quantify when I mean when I say you're fading in tournaments. I'm talking about the small buy-in, large field tournaments. Like if you're like a 10-man tournament, no, knock yourself out because people – it's funny because in the – people play way too chalky in the low buy-in, super high variance, super high, you know, intra tournaments, and people play way too, too contrarian in those 10-man tournaments. You know, people really just screw up the way they play those different types of tournaments. So if you're in a 10-man, by all means, I, you can play the Angels then. But in a small buy-in, high-dollar tournament, even a big buy-in tournament, like DK's having the $800 buy-in tonight. I'm not touching the Angels. They're going to be 30% in that. Like, I'm just going to – yeah, I'm just going to find different guys that I like. And uh, you were right because Tommy Malone is going to have an opener tonight, according to the chat. Taylor Scott, who I've never heard of, is going to be opening for Tommy Milani. I don't know if you know this, but you haven't heard of anyone – in the mayor's bullpen because <laughs> that's a fair point um chasin or malone the answer is malone both in cash and in tournaments it's just malone uh yeah i like malone in tournaments like even with the opener he look he's gone in uh five of the six starts he's gone five innings or more um the strikeouts have been there it's a good matchup I, I like Malone a lot. Malone a lot in tournaments. Like, like the more I think about it, I really think the Angels are a mistake, and Malone is a really good play. All right, and we got to get out of here in a minute. Stevie and Dean are up next. Before we leave, give me the top scoring hitter and top scoring pitcher on the slate. Top scoring 
hitter. Oh, let me pull this up. I'm going to go here. I'll be a little weird. How's a little weird sound? Great. I'll go Max Kepler. Ooh, I'm going to go with Austin Meadows. Okay. That's a little bit of a ballsy pick. And top pitcher is going to be Duffy. Kids of my head. Why not? Why the hell not? Let's just see who I can piss off. <laughs> oh, gosh. This is going to be fun. All right, guys. It's time for us to get out of here. It's been fun. Good luck on your lineups. Have fun with, well, have fun with Stevie. Not so much Gene, Dean. But then after that, we got Tuttle and Roth for crunch time. Stay tuned for that. We're out of here. See you, kids. See ya. Welcome to another edition of the Daily Fantasy Six Pack here on Roto Grinders. I'm taking over for Chris. He is currently out this week, so it's me, and I'm giving you some of my favorite plays over on Yahoo. Got six of them for you today, all of them low price, all of them going to help you fit in some of those good bats or some of that good pitching. Got five hitters, one pitcher, and they are all going to crush here, all under $20. Let's get to it. My first bat, Rowdy Tellis, first base, $9. All right, so Tellis going up against Pena. Pena's got some pretty extreme splits. 229 ISO versus lefties so far this year. In the past, had a lower K rate, got up a little bit this year, but not a big sample size. So I'm willing to bet that he is not as good at striking out lefties as he is versus righties. In any case, still giving up a whole lot of power and Tellis is too cheap at nine bucks. 41.7% hard hit rate versus righties. He's playing in a great ballpark, one of the top ballparks four home runs so far this year way too cheap for me i'm throwing them in real cheap save you some money next up we have jason kipnis second base eight dollars all right looking at kipnis's numbers they do not look great this year but you look a little bit deeper and they are not that bad should be due for some huge positive regression here 19.1 percent k rate over a 10 percent walk rate close to a 40 percent hard hit rate Below average ground ball rate, decent line drive rate, and good fly ball rate. All these to say that he's only $8, batting fourth in one of the best hitting environments in baseball over in Arlington. Super hot there, going up against a pitcher in Lance Lynn who's way, way worse versus lefties. Has massive platoon splits here. Kipnis going to be batting in the heart of that lineup. Just throw him in and move on. Next up, we got my third bat. Same lineup, Jose Ramirez, third base, $11. All right, so Ramirez huge hard hit rate, low ground ball rate, high fly ball rate, low K rate. What more do I need to say? Going up against a guy, as I already said, Lance Lynn, big splits, much worse versus lefties. Ramirez, switch hitter, so going to be back from the left side of this plate here. He is going to crush. I continue to play him, and he continues to disappoint, but doesn't matter. The numbers reflect that he's due for some huge positive progression, and Texas is the perfect place for that to happen. Just throw him in your lineup. Don't worry about his past numbers, and just keep taking him at this value if he's in a great spot like he is today. Plus, going to get a little bit of that Texas bullpen that's not good at all. 
All right, next, let's get up to my fourth bat here. It is one over in Oakland, a little bit more expensive. Chris Davis, $19. All right, so Chris Davis, we know all about him. We know he's good. We know he's probably going to bat 247 at the end of the year, but that does not matter because he is going up against Andrew Kashner, who is an absolute gas can here. 14.3% K rate versus righties, 391 Woba, 244 ISO. All versus righties, plus then he's going to get the terrible Baltimore bullpen. Just they're absolutely atrocious. Not good at all. Over a five and play total for the athletics here today. Chris Davis, one of the best hitters in the league, has power. Potential double dong here. Just take him at his high price tag. It's not high enough. Next up, we got a pitcher here for you. It's Danny Duffy for $34. All right, so Danny Duffy playing in a good pitcher's ballpark over there in Seattle. He has been not great this year. But this is a very good spot. This Mariners lineup just gave up Edwin. A lot of their numbers are inflated because of how good they were the first month of the season, but now they are one of the worst hitting lineups in baseball. Vogelbach's good, but on top of being a bad hitting lineup, they're probably going to have four to five lefties in their lineup. Duffy, 26.7% K rate versus lefties so far this year. Great considering his price tag of $34. He is a guy that is allowed to go later into the game because of that terrible Kansas City bullpen. So they'll let him go over 100 pitches fairly often, going up against a team, low walk rate, and projected 30.7% K rate versus left-handed pitching. That's bad. Upside is huge. Downside, not nearly as big as you think. He still has over a 4x fit, but I don't care. He's a better pitcher than that. This is a terrible lineup. Just throw him in and move on. All right, guys. We've got my beast of the night, but before I get to that, don't forget to like and subscribe over on YouTube. Helps us out. Let's us know that you are like what we are doing, and it lets you know exactly when these videos come out. We got tons of content for you, so you subscribe, and you get to know exactly when everything's happening. So go ahead, get that alert button, like, subscribe, and let me know any questions you have in the comments section. But let's get to my beast of the night. Austin Meadows, outfield, $17. Now, I know that he is cheaper than Davis. Davis could have been my beast of the night, but I absolutely love Austin Meadows here. He's going up against Tanaka, and he's playing away from Tampa Bay. That's a good hitter, pitcher's ballpark. Going over to New York, good for bats. And guess what? Meadows is a very good bat. 284 ISO, 442 Woba versus right-handed pitching. Tanaka, big splits. Not been good versus lefties this year. 234 ISO, 18.7% K rate. Not good. Meadows, one of the best hitters in the league. Way too underpriced here at 17 bucks when he's getting a ballpark upgrade. Going to be fairly low-owned, I think. So just throw him in and move on. That's my beast of the night. All right, guys, thanks. I'll be back again later on this week with some more picks for you. Going to be Yahoo a little bit later. Going to be maybe another site. Who knows? But stay tuned. I'll be back. Beer will be back next week, but you're stuck with me for the next few days. I'm out of here. See you, kids. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
What's going on, Rotor Grinders? Dean here at Dean Soda Auto Four. If you want to get all technical, I'm here at five o'clock on the dot on the East Coast, four o'clock Tennessee time, which of course means it's time for the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. And joining me today, he does not have a case of the Mondays. It's one Stevie TPFL. What's going on, Stevie? How's a how's Monday treating you? It's actually, I actually do have the case of the Mondays. Like oh. I took the weekend off. Like there was like um, no NASCAR content to do or anything like that, so I took the weekend off. So like. This is like the first Monday I've felt in a long time because I don't ever usually get the weekends off. So um, I actually do have a little bit of the case of the Mondays. Got a nice little nap in. Um, D-Train knows what's up. He knows about my naps. <laughs> He's on team nap. <laughs> he knows that he can't contact Stevie between like 12 and because I'm usually napping. Like I got back to him late today on the players that we had to send in. So um, yeah, got a nice little nap in, refreshed, ready to go to a baseball game tonight and ready to talk some baseball. Yeah, why was there no NASCAR this weekend? Is there just a week Father's off? Day, man. You think that that would be a fathers and sons and no, brothers? It, it's it's a week for them to take off. How was your Father's Day? Was it good times? Yeah, uh, grill some steak, play some cornhole, watch some golf, watch some um, truck races. Yeah, it was nice. Would you be willing to challenge uh, Big T to a game of cornhole? How how strong is your game? We uh we played cornhole at the Super Bowl party and. Me and uh, Beer Maker lost four out of seven games. So we went three, three, three to four um, in a seven-game series against uh, Big T and uh, Boggs Light. Well, there you go. Tony's yeah, good. But... Tony's legit. Yeah, I, I know. I, 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 every once in a while, pops up on the Ocho. If you want, like, three or four o'clock in the morning on ESPN2 or whatever it is, you'll see Cornhole, which is, I guess it's cheap to make. But, uh, yeah, I, have you ever caught that? It's, it's actually on television these days to some degree. Yeah, me and Tony, like, a year ago, talked about going to, like, one of the events, like, dressing in Rotor Grinders gear and going, and it just never happened. Yeah, do you know the five Ds of Cornhole? Um, I'm really interested. If, I'm really interested to see what you come up with. It's dodge, dip, duck, dive, and dodge. Five Ds of, of Cornhole. Is that not correct? Have you not heard that? It's the first thing um, I learned. I thought it was Dunkin' Donuts, drink. <laughs> um, I couldn't think of two more Ds, so I ran out. <laughs> Is there like an, I was just thinking it's like an open contest or something like that. That's how like I'm regulated. Maybe like I, I just you just gotta show up and you can be some ringers or something like that. That'll be good times and uh, I'd be terrible. Cornell is something I, I picked up late in my life. It's not that big. Uh, at least where I was from in South Florida. I know. I know. And uh, later when I went back to visit college, like when I was an older person, kids are starting to play it. But it, I don't know. Is that a game you played growing up? That that's not a game that the, was on my board. I started playing it in my early twenties. I would say um, so about ten years ago. We have a a twelve gamer tonight, Stevie. But like you said you're going to a baseball game. You're going to go see my favorite nickname in all of uh, minor league baseball. You're going to see the Tortugas. Ironically, no Luis, uh, no Williams, a studio. He's not going to be there, unfortunately. That's such a bummer. Why would he not be playing there? Uh, but the Tortugas, you're going to see uh, Scooter Jeanette is on his way back, apparently. Yeah, we're going to. Get, now we had already planned on going, um, and like just seeing Scooter was like a, a positive. So some of our friends, uh, one of our friends has a daughter the same age as my daughter, and. We're taking the girls, so it's gonna be fun. Good times. Uh, you know, that's of course the nickname of uh, Williams. Astu- I mean, you're aware of Williams' studio. The dude doesn't strike out. On his the, name the- is Tortuga. His nickname. His nickname, yeah, La-, La Tortuga, the tortoise, yeah. And uh, and I only knew that because I watched Breaking Bad. And spoiler alert! You remember Danny Trejo? That was his nickname from Breaking Bad. La Tortuga. Never watched Breaking Bad. Oh no, Stevie, really? Oh yeah, never watched it. Put it on the list. Unbelievable. Vault of the. I don't know what's in the list right now, but vault it to the top. I don't want to give you an I'm hour. I'm not watching anything right now, so maybe start watching it. Just finish, it, just finish watching the ranch. 
Has this never crossed your mind? I'm not the first person, certainly, to recommend Breaking Bad to you, right? Uh, a lot of people have talked about it. I just never really watched it. Put it on the list. Put it on the board right. and get back to me. I, I am so jealous of you that you get to watch that for the first time. I would pay hundreds of dollars to have like that Men in Black like minor racer thing. It just kind of like like I completely forgot the series and watch it all over again for the first time. So uh, yeah, put it to the top of the list when you get home for the baseball game. That's the first thing you should do. Fire up a Breaking Bad, the old Netflix uh, twelve gamer. You talked about Scooter is on his way back. Of course, we have. Uh, Yankees will be changed their lineup soon enough. They got it in Canachion. The pair is in a, is in New York. Uh, freshly shaven E5 is uh, batting fifth tonight for the Yankees. Uh, we have uh, Justin Upton, JF had a toe. He's back in our lives. So he's a, he's a new player. And it's, we have Stanton's going to be playing tomorrow. Uh, but it's, it's a weird slate tonight. All we care about is tonight. I really know what I'm talking about tomorrow, Stevie. But uh, tonight, uh, 12 gamer, right? And there's not a lot to like from, like, there's not, there's nothing I love. There's nothing I love. It's a 12 gamer. There's a lot of pitchers I like. There's some hitters I like. Uh, you know, the biggest team total on the board is the Angels, the team that's kind of sort of hard to trust because there's not a lot of great parts outside of Trout and like Otani and, you know, an overachieving with Stellar, or maybe he's just as good now. Uh, give me give me your screenshot as far as a slate. What's your thoughts? Well, you also got to mention Justin Upton's coming back. Calhoun's been hitting more home runs. So J-Up's back. He's batting fourth. Uh, so the Angels get a little bit more depth there. We know how bad um, Edwin Jackson is just in general. We know the Toronto bullpen's bad. So, yeah, I think the Angels are certainly a top team. I think pitching, there's quite a bit of options tonight. So I'm only playing one team since I'm going to the game. But if I was, like, home tonight, this would be one of those slates that I'd probably mass multi-enter. Um, I really like this slate. There's just – there's, like, five mid-range guys. There's a couple guys at the top. There's a couple guys you can play at the bottom. Like, it's just one of those slates where – it could be a high variance night because any of these pitchers could get rocked, but you have a, you have to have a feeling that some of these pitchers are going to do well, but um, yeah, it's just an interesting slate as far as pitching goes, but I think hitters, I think there's plenty of spots to target hitters on the slate. Before we dive into break down the slate, do you want to mention a couple of things for starters, uh, fans draft sponsor the show. There is a free roll going down uh, our fabulous multitasking producer. D-Trade is going to go ahead and drop that link in the chat for you guys. Not just the Rotor Runners chat, but the YouTube chat as well. If you guys are on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. Uh, if you guys are asking questions over there, uh, Devin's going to pull them and uh, throw them in the Rotor Runners chat. Of course, there will be a portion of the show later on at the end. We'll knock out as many questions as we can before we step aside and get out of here for crunch time. Also want to mention, Stevie, uh, of course, you're aware if you rock the RG badge, if you finish in the top 10 of certain contests, you can win yourself uh, one month of free RG premium. Now I say you're aware of it, but you don't. You know a guy, Steve. You have RG Premium like indefinitely, right? I would hope so. Yeah, I have RG Premium. Um, I, I do a lot of the work for RG Premium now for like over four years. So yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. That that should be enough to like you know. Now you're just sort of a you're a legacy at this point. Uh, you you uh, you definitely get it for free. Uh, if you guys don't have RG Premium, you can get yourself a free month of RG Premium if you finish the top ten of certain contests while rocking the Rotor Grinders badge, and we have some. New people uh, rocking the badge. I want to give them some shout-outs here. We got Dylan B29, uh, S Suggs11, and Ramanch RH. I may have butchered that, but uh, I apologize. Just looks like a bunch of letters. Just let me say the names. I butcher them automatically. So <laughs> it's a uh, yeah. The last one's a bit tricky. I think I figured out two out of three. I kind of meat loafed it. Uh, that's not bad, I suppose, considering. Uh, all right, the slate. Uh, so there's. It's really interesting because, you know, the pitchers at the top, as far as the priciest guys, we're talking about Jose Barrios' bad matchup there against Boston. Luis Castillo, 
not a great matchup against Houston. Of course, they're not fully healthy, but it's not a team that strikes out a ton necessarily. Uh, they are jumping to the NL where they do uh, lose their DH, so that their chances of striking out more you know, with the pitcher of the DH, I guess that's something. And, of course, Luis Castillo might have the highest, like, general upside if, like, you have matchup neutral. Uh, Soraka for the Braves, better real-life pitcher than he is a pitcher, you know, for DFS. We care about strikeouts. He doesn't care about strikeouts. He just gets the regular outs. Uh, so just the way the scoring system goes, it doesn't make a lot of sense to roster him. Uh, but like, you know, there's nobody here that feels like they're going to break the slate. We're not going to have like seven, eight innings and like 12 or 13 strikeouts. Is that, is that kind of where you're at as well too? I think there are a couple guys that could break the slate, to be honest. Um, Sorekko, Sorekko, Sorekko. Um, um, I, I think he could certainly be a guy that could break the slate. Um, I think Danny Duffy could break the slate. Uh, his price tag facing the Seattle team. No Edwin, like you said, he got traded. He's a guy that has potential to have a massive strikeout game. Um, you know, you mentioned that Castillo is facing, you know, Houston. They don't strike out a lot. That's certainly true, but he's still a guy that generates strikeouts. Like he, he's a guy that is going to get strikeouts no matter what. He has a 14.8% swinging strike rate. He has a 29% K rate. He can get strikeouts against teams that don't strike out that often. So, I think he's another guy. Um, I think really, realistically, I think all the guys at the top are, are, are really interesting. Um, it also really depends on if we get news, like how many pitches Clevenger is going to throw today, too. Um, he only threw 67 um, yeah. in his last minor league um, rehab start. So, you know, there, there's certainly guys that I think could break the slate. But I think that, you know, a lot of the cheaper guys are guys that have a lot of upside. Yeah, Clevenger, got to love him. He's only pitched two, two starts this entire season. Uh, his Ks have been awesome in that small sample. He's just coming back from uh, from injury, and it's been a while since he's pitched. Like you said, two minor league starts. The second one is 67 pitches. The general rule of thumb is these guys usually jump like 15 pitches or so. So I would guess you get around like 80, 81, 82, 83 pitches out of Clevenger, and it's hard to justify that. He's uh, if, if it was, you know, full allotment of pitches, like 95, 100 or so, he's definitely in play, especially in the slate. And I suppose he can get there if everything perfectly lines up, but he's a really ambitious tournament play, if nothing else. You mentioned Duffy against a Seattle team that lost in Carnacion. Uh Duffy, you know, on the season, and I guess let's stress out that the last two seasons, 20.3% as far as Ks. If you break it up as far as lefties and righties, 23.4% versus lefties, uh, just short of 20% versus righties. Um, the, the Seattle lineup is going to be bad, obviously. We know they lost Bruce. They traded him, or, uh, traded him away. They're trading away all their parts. They overachieved the first, you know, start of the season. Now they are who we thought they were. Uh, they're not very good, and not just not very good. They strike out a ton. We don't have the official lineup just yet. Listen, if it, if it has, I've not seen it. But, uh, Stevie, the projected lineup here, the Duffy's going to face, the, the guy that strikes out the least that I can see is Malik Smith leading off at 23.2%. You know, Santana's got plenty of power, obviously, but he strikes out a ton, 31.8%. That's a big number. Murphy, 42% as far as strikeouts. Uh, Crawford at 31. Mac Williamson, another guy that has some power, but also strikes out a ton at 30%. So there's plenty of upside. And Duffy, uh, not a big K guy, you know, but he is a guy that, you know, should see more Ks today than the average day. Uh, I think he's actually a dog in this game, but we didn't really care about that. The win is nice, but we care about the Ks. That's the most important thing. And I agree. Duffy, I don't know what to do for cash games. Like the, the two pitchers, it's like four or five or six different guys can like make up my cash game pitchers because again, there's not a lot of hitters I want to pay up for that I, like I need to outside of like Trout, who's just a super obvious play. We'll talk about him soon enough. 
uh, other pitchers. Who did you kind of scroll through? Why do you think Soraka has this great upside today? Because I don't, I don't see it unless he goes like, you know, eight or nine, which is possible, I suppose, but you know, not a big K guy for me. Yeah. He's only allowed two home runs on the entire season. Um, when we're just looking at pure upside, just in general, um, he's a massive ground ball guy. He doesn't allow any power. He, he generates a lot of bad contact. Um, and with his slider sinker combo, he generates a lot of outside swinging strikes. Uh, this is a team that does chase a lot. So the upside is certainly there and it's built in more on the advanced stats than just on the surface stats. Um, so when we're looking at it on the surface, this team has a 20% K rate, but when we dig into how much this team chases, they don't really walk that often outside of Conforto. We get built an upside because of the slider sinker combo um, and how, and how Sorka already, you know, kind of generates those, you know, swinging strikes outside the zone, like his outside swinging strike, or outside swinging percentage this season is a 33.7, uh, which is very, really high. Um, and you see that a lot with guys that use their sliders a lot. And he's a guy that does use his slider a lot against righties and lefties with a 41% whiff rate on it. So he has the built-in upside, but he also has a nice floor. When we're looking at cash games today, like he's my SP1 in cash um, because of just, you know, guilt paying up to get that floor of a guy that just doesn't typically get rocked. Yeah, that's the thing. I just might have the money for it, so I might play him because, again, uh, there's not a lot. We'll talk about the bets. It just feels like there's a lot of funds to go around. Uh, as far as the K rates on the slate for, like, pitchers this season, the dude with the biggest number we talked about, Luis Castillo's got a 29.1%. Then there's Patrick Corbin at 26.4% of late. The K's been down. The walk's been up. He's facing a Philly team that, that's kind of, you know, been up and down. Uh, he is getting a discount. There's no JT Romuto. He's got the he's, – he's dealing with – it's a uh, an epidemic these days. Hanniger had the nut thing, and now JT Romuto has got the, the testicle thing going on. But the, you know, hopefully, best wishes to him. Uh, how do we feel about Corbin? You know, if nothing else, he's got to be in your tournament pool. I think. What, what are you doing with him? Because, you know, he, the price is down. In theory, he's got upside with the K's. What, what are we doing with Patrick Corbin? So Corbin's a guy that, like, I I think you potentially look at here in tournaments, but. I'm not afraid to stack against either. Um, I will say, like, he's pitched his last three games on the road. He's kind of been on, like, a little bad streak here. Um, gets to go back at home. His home road splits are pretty massive this season. So, I hate home road splits, especially at this time of the season. But there's a couple guys on this slate where, like, they have massive home road splits, and Corbin's one of them. Miles Mikolas is another one. Um, and it's not like Mikolas has faced bad teams at home and on the road. Like, he's actually faced – easier matchups on the road this season he's just been way better at home so I hate home road splits but you know Corbin's been better at home his strikeout rate he's only allowed two home runs at home compared to 10 on the road um so I think Corbin at his price you know you have to look at if you're playing multiple lineups tonight yeah I mean, big downgrade with Knapp taking the spot there instead of Romuto Knapp also strikes out 34 percent of the time so that's a K up upgrade for a guy like Corbin uh Harper's been striking out more this year 23.7 percent the last two years versus lefties Segura leading off doesn't strike out much at all, less than 10%. But, like, S-Rod strikes out plenty, 31%. Quinn, 33%, not a big sample necessarily. And Kingery, who's been hot, but he also strikes out 30% of the time uh, against lefties the last two seasons. So, like, collectively, we're looking at 24.7%. There are some Ks in that lineup, and the price is down. So, he's definitely somebody I'm interested in. Uh, you talked about, like, quote-unquote safe. But I know, like, safe is kind of a relative thing. And, you know, obviously the floor, you know, in theory, is less than zero for some of these pitchers, or any pitcher, actually. If things go awry, 
Uh, Kenta Maeda feels super, super safe here against a terrible Giants team. Nice ballpark. Uh, feels like the W maybe on layaway as well, too. We'll take those four points. Why not? Uh, the tricky part with him uh, is how deep is he going to go in the game? He's another guy who's going to pitch like 85 pitches or so, give or take, and that might be enough. He can go six and strike out seven, get the win, and be perfectly fine. Uh, I, he feels like a really, really safe cash game play. I think he's at the lowest team total uh, facing him. If not that, it's Nicholas, one of those two guys. The Marlins and the Giants, no surprise there. Uh, Kenta Maeda, your thoughts? I think he is a lot more risky than what people are th- saying today. I think the, the biggest issue that people don't like ever talk about is how pesky teams are. And the Giants, even though like they're terrible, they're one of the worst offenses in baseball, but they walk a lot. They're pesky. They work counts. They have one of the highest um, getting deep into counts rates in baseball this season. So like Maeda, a guy that doesn't typically go – you know, over 85 pitches, like, is he really this lock is what I, I feel like I should be asking myself. And I don't think so. Um, I, I think that he pitches a really solid game here and I think he wins. I'm with you on that. But Dean, like say we're in the bottom of the fifth inning and the Dodgers come up here, Might is at 79 pitches and his spots up and there's a guy's on base. Like he's done. Like, you know, so I, I think that on this type of slate with all these pitchers, I think you can use them in cash. I have no issues with that whatsoever, but I'm looking at guys like Danny Duffy. Um, I'm looking at guys in this price range, just that I like more for tournaments. Um, And and like, I don't mind going down to Mikolas um, who seems just as safe as Kenta Maeda here going up against the Marlins. Um, So yeah, I, I don't know. I think people overlook the fact that like, how teams work counts and like Brandon belt and Buster Posey just work counts so much that, you know, it's kind of frustrating when you're using pitchers against them. Yeah. We don't have a lineup just there for the giants. You're right. They're not going to strike out a ton necessarily 20.2% collectively. I don't be caught last night with Dave Roberts uh, with the Dodgers. What was it? One, one or two, two in the bottom of the sixth, I believe. And Hunter Rio was bases loaded. Hunter Rio was up with one out. Um, and of course, different conversation. Like Rio's been pitching like a Cy Young, and Maeda's fine, but he's no Rio, different, a different class this year. But he let him hit. Did you see that? No, that was yeah. I was like, what? I would have lost, lost as much money. Not even watching the game um, would have lost as much money as you wanted to bet, saying that he, there's no chance he would have let him hit there. Yeah, he let, and I think he struck out. Uh, he let him. And, and, and he goes out there and pitches one more inning. I'm like, I don't really. That's the one time where I think he should have pinch it, but whatever uh that's the one that didn't make sense <laughs> yeah i don't know what's going on uh but right, he's got a method of the madness i suppose and you know obviously maeda's got a bigger k rate than miklos so, you know the last two years 27.7 percent for for maeda and, and miklos is uh gotta be what well, let me go ahead and pull it up but i'm guessing it's like 17 18 or something it's not good if he's facing the same marlins team that got to him last time granted i think most of that was in one inning give a grand slam to uh, to cooper for what it's worth uh, but you know the price does adjust, and it, you know there is a meaningful difference uh, in asking price from Raeda versus Miklos. You can roster them both and just have a lot of fun as far as uh, the hitters. Another one have this necessarily massive upside, but uh, they both should, in theory, be fine. But like, who knows? Like Miklos got his face punched in last time because of that one inning where he kind of faltered, and that's the thing, Stevie. Like when one of these guys have a guy like uh, Miklos, um, if he has an inning where he falters, he just can't make up the difference in case like a Verlander can, like a Scherzer can, who can give three runs in the first inning and still salvage. 
Uh, once you get up like those three or four runs or so in your Mikos and you can't grab those Ks, you're just basically drawing dead. Uh, well, I'm, go ahead. Uh, re- re- really quick, just one other thing about Mikolas real quick is like he's a guy that has extreme control um, and he's got some extreme pitchers umpire tonight. So like you have to remember that too. If, if he's getting the black on the outside of the plate, then he's going to take advantage of that. And against a right-handed heavy team, like Riddle and Granderson are the only lefties. Like, I think that we also have to remember that. We also have to remember, like, the umpire here. And, like, anytime Miklos has a good umpire, he, you know, he gets a bump. Yeah, you could almost argue he throws too many strikes sometimes, right? Oh, yeah, he does. He does. Um, Yeah, so – so let's sort of like uh, – well, is anybody we haven't mentioned? There's a lot – again, there's a lot of guys. Like we kind of breeze back Spurios. We kind of breeze past Castillo. And those guys definitely could be in play. Lance Lynn's been pitching great. Uh, I'm still not ready to pay this price for him. Uh, I don't think he's necessarily this guy. Wheeler's a perfectly fine pitcher, but I don't want to pick on Atlanta necessarily. Should he be in your tournament pool, I suppose, for playing 100 lineups or something like that? Oh, and then there's Tommy Malone who's been pitching great, and he's another guy where, you know, soft-tossing lefty, I'm just – he is cheap, but Kansas City's like not a very good lineup. They're not good against lefties. Uh, you know, Malone's got to be in the conversation too, right? Yeah, he certainly is in the conversation today. Um, he's on my list. Like, it was really hard to like narrow down my list of pitchers today. Um, the other guy that I like, if you're if you're mass ball tie entering today, is Hernandez from Miami. This guy, I don't know. I haven't really dug into what what he's added this year. But he was not a really big strikeout guy um, last season in AAA. He's a 15.5% swinging strike rate with a 34% K rate um, in AAA this season. Facing the same team, but they're very right-handed heavy. Carpenter, Fowler, Wong, the only lefties in there. He's going to get five righties and a pitcher. Um, I think this is a kid that you, you could potentially look at if you're going way down towards the bottom. Yeah, I mean, I hear that, but my issue is, it's like, I don't need the savings. Uh, that's sort of where I'm at on that. Like, I, I don't, I, there's not like a, I'm not paying up for like a 13K or a 12K Scherzer or Verlander. I need to save salary. I don't need to stack cores. That, that's sort of my concern. I just can't see him beating all the guys we talked about. That, that's kind of my uh, Yeah, but like, if you're stacking like a Minnesota today with them so expensive, you might need two cheaper pitchers. Mm, yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, but like you can play Duffy and Malone, and you're fine, right? Yeah, but if everybody's doing the same thing, like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I'm just um, anybody else as far by uh, Big T's in the in the chat. He, I've already taken my L on this once. I guess he wants me to take it again, but I, I did make fun of him for recommending Tommy Malone uh, last week, and I thought, yeah, but Tommy Malone's been better. He's been getting more K's, and it's it doesn't really make a lot of sense. The sample size is not huge. Swinging strikes have been there too for what it's worth. But, um, I, I mean, I'm not a full believer <laughs> in Tommy Malone. But for, for what it's worth, he does get a bump because there's an opener today, uh, which is awesome. Uh, we, we, that's just something we don't really talk about enough yet. Scott's going to open it up. But, so, Merrifield and Modesty are leading off, right? We don't know exactly when, this, when he's going to come in, but I presume somewhere in the middle of the second or something like that, maybe the second inning. The lineup uh, that he faces is not Merrifield, Modesty, Gordon, Solaire. It might be Bonifacio, Lopez, Maldonado, Hamilton, uh, and that's a huge difference. Also, you know, it's worth, worth some value to have a, you know, a little win equity too. Uh, you know, you could stick around longer. The team could score a run in the six or so or something like that. You're still around because you didn't pitch the first inning. So I will give them those bumps for what it's worth. Um, 
I mean, that is, is that something I feel like we don't talk about enough with the opener, but it's a, it's a huge advantage to come in in the second inning. On DraftKings and Fantasy Draft, yes. Um, you lose your upside of a quality start on FanDuel, um, which those points can matter for sure. Yeah, yeah, you, that, that, that's, a, that's a fair point. But again, but just like, especially this Kansas City lineup, which is, I mean, I respect Maryfield, I respect Monacy. Solaire's got some power, but like, it's not deep. It's pretty terrible. It falls off the table pretty fast. So, um, you know, like if you, if Cuthbert's the first guy you face or Bonifacio, uh, I don't know if we have an official lineup just yet. I think this is the projected lineup, but uh, that looks like a, what it will be most likely. We shall see. Stay tuned. But nonetheless, you're not, he's not going to face, uh, he'll face Merrifield less than everybody else, you know, uh, same deal, honestly. Any other pitches well, that are worth, uh, oh, go ahead, jump in here. No, I was just going to say, like, you know, I think that even when you're looking at, like, maybe Felix Pena uh, for the Angels, he's facing, you know, quite a bit of guys that strike out a ton. And the opener situation kind of works for him too, right? Like Sogard, Biggio, maybe even Tellis, he's not going to face, you know, three times, potentially facing those guys twice. He has a much higher strikeout rate against righties, but it just goes back to the same thing I was talking about. Like there's a really good chance when Pena comes into the game that he might not be winning the game because they're so far ahead. Um, and, like, you're not getting the quality start, but, like, Felix Pena, another guy you can kind of put on your list. Um, Toronto's a team that doesn't walk. They strike out a ton, and they still swing at pitches outside the zone a ton, and he's a guy that gets a lot of outside swinging strikes. Slider, sinker, combo. Um, those are the types of guys you want against teams that chase, and Toronto's a team that chase. Makes a lot of sense. They're very young. Yeah, the one issue I have with Pena is how deep he's going to go. Like, outside of that one, uh, you know, one anomaly where he threw 100 pitches or so, he normally doesn't go particularly deep in the game. Uh, we saw he's him last year. getting rocked, too. <laughs> well, that's that's another knock, I suppose. I should have said there's two, knock, two knocks on Pena. But uh, he was pitching well, like fairly well against, against the Dodgers, where it's worth 74 pitches, uh, you know, gave a couple of homers. But outside of that, he was fine. Uh, like you said, he got smashed against Oakland, yes. Seattle, he went deep against, you know, well, five and change. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess he's, again, he, he, I'm not making enough lineups where I can get there, but I hear you on the point as far as, again, you're facing a weaker lineup coming in, presumably the, the second or third or something like that, middle of the second, depending on the situation of the game. Uh, summarize pitching and then jump to hitters. Give me one or two uh, hitters you may be building your lineups around today. Yes, to summarize pitching, there's a ton of options. Um, so if you like something, trust your gut. Um, Sorka's the guy that I like at the top the most. Uh, I love Duffy today. I like Mikolas as a, as a kind of safer option. Um, yeah, those are probably my three favorite pitchers. Um, I don't mind Castillo for tournament upside. I don't mind Corbin at his price. And if you want to go down, I, I think Tommy Malone is certainly in a good matchup here against Kansas City. They do struggle. Um, as far as hitters, like you have to start with the angels, right? Like those are the guys you need to be looking at. I know they're going to be chalkier, but like, this is just a dream spot for Mike Trout, Justin Upton coming back from the IL first game of the season. And he gets to face Edwin Jackson. Like here's your Merry Christmas present. And we're in June. So, um, Otani Calhoun Trout. And I love Justin Upton today. He's underpriced on DraftKings and, um, fantasy draft. Yeah, Upton timed that just right. Like, you know, it just worked out perfectly. He gets to face Ajax uh, uh, and that bullpen that's pretty weak, too, for what it's worth. Yeah, he was dealing with a toe. I presume he's fine if he's going to play. Um, and, yeah, like I, the Mike Trout conversation, it's a 12-game slate, and he's going to have, like, massive ownership, what I can see, because, again, 
you're not paying up for any pitchers. There's, there's no hitters you necessarily have to grab. There's no cores. Uh, his team has the highest total on the board. There's a bunch of teams that have you know, around five or so or something like that. But it's so clearly uh, the play, and he's so clearly the guy you want to spend up on. And of course, you know, it brings the conversation to, like, what ownership is too high where we talk about fading Trout in tournaments because it's baseball, variance, yada, yada, yada. You can fade anybody in tournaments, especially when you can project their ownership to be high and you can pivot to, if you just want direct pivots, like, you know, a guy like Bellinger, who's basically the same price, and he's going to be, you know, in a bad ballpark, but he's facing Beatty, a guy we're not afraid of. You talk about the Twins, you know, uh, Max Kepler and Cruz and those guys, you know, Rosario, plenty of, plenty of power in that Minnesota side against Porcello, who's something we're not afraid of. So how are you handling Trout? You're just going to go all in? You're going to go with the field? Where are you at right now? Uh, like I said, I'm only playing one team on both sites, and I'm playing him on both sites. Um, so I'm mm-hmm. playing one team on FanDuel, one team on Fantasy Draft, and one team on DraftKings, and he's on all those teams. Um, I hardly ever play Trout, and this is just a spot that I'm not getting cute. Like, there's no reason for me to get cute here. Edwin Jackson's terrible. Edwin Jackson's terrible against righties, and <laughs> Mike Trout's the best hitter in baseball. It's just one of those things, like – if he goes 0 for 4 and I get variants here, I get variants. It is what it is. Edwin Jackson is terrible full stop. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I don't know what Toronto's doing with their youth movement. I don't really know why they're giving a spot to, to him. Not that I want to kick him out of the league or anything. And good for him for sticking around. But, uh, like, it, it's, he's definitely lost it. Um, all right. Let, let, let's go around the horn. Let's give our favorite plays at each position. Let's jump to catcher. Uh, who's doing it for you as far as catchers today? Who's the cheapest guy I can play? Um, is usually who I'm looking at catcher. Um, I, I love punting catcher to pay up at all my other positions, but if I was paying up today, Gary Sanchez against the sinker baller and um, Torinos makes a lot of sense in Yankee Stadium. Um, you know, he's a guy that always he's Gary the goat. He has a ton of upside here. Um, Grandall against Luke C. Uh, Grandall, you know, has power from both sides of the plate, so he's certainly interesting. Middle of the road option and a team that I'm going to talk about quite a bit is Brian McCann. I really like the Braves against Wheeler. I think there's something going on with Zach Wheeler, and I think this is a spot the Braves are going to be scoring a bunch of runs. So, you know, I guess you can look at Jonathan Lucroy too if yeah. we're going to be playing the Angels. I hate playing Jonathan Lucroy, but honestly, I think like Martin Molinado, Jeff Mathis, uh, which one of you guys are in the lineup? Um, I like you both. So we got Luke Male, who's super, super cheap there against Garcia. And well, he's not going to face Garcia. He's going to face Pena. Um, as far as Kansas City, we don't know about Maldonado just yet, right? I don't think that lineup's come out now. The, the other part of it is, again, like you have the money uh, to, to, to pay for a mid-tier catcher or even go all the way up if you want to. DeSantis, uh, that's something I'm considering. Castro, I wish he was cheaper. I wish he was sitting up higher in the order, but I don't mind him, especially a part of a Minnesota stack. You mentioned uh, Luke Roy, right? So – you can only play so many angels. Um, you know, is he one you prioritize? I know a lot of people when they make their stacks, they like to throw the catcher in that stack. That's the way they like to complete it. Uh, but is he gonna crack your top five as far as players that you're that you're going after on the angels? Probably not. Um, but yeah. It's probably uh, the last angel in. Oh, <laughs> well, do want to mention by the way, Ejax uh, is not starting. It's gonna be Derek Law. He's the opener, and Edwin Jackson will relieve him at some point for what it's worth. Not really sure exactly when he's projected to come in, but, uh, you know, that Toronto bullpen's not particularly good, and that's not going to chase me away from, you know, Listella or Trout or Otani, guys like that. Uh, Gomes is pretty cheap against Arietta. I prefer lefties against Arietta, but he's just pretty cheap for what it's worth. And, you know, Tanaka will give up a homer. Uh, so somebody, probably Brandon Lau, that's who's going to homer for Tampa. We'll see. 
Uh, Danilo, of course, if he connects it, if he actually hits the ball, which is half the battle for him, but if he does, uh, I don't think it's uh, out, of, out of the question to get a cheap homer out of him. That's the uh, that's catcher. Jump the first base. What do you have for me, Stevie? A lot of guys. First base is just loaded today, right? Like if you're playing on Fanduel, Justin Bohr's min salary, one of the best value plays on the slate. Matt Adams coming off of you know two home run game. DraftKings and fantasy draft. Paul Goldschmidt's really really cheap. I know he's been ice cold. If you want to go up towards the top, like Bellinger against Beatty seems really really good. I love Freddie Freeman today. He's a guy that I think I, I, I'll try to get in on some lineups here. Um, I think I have him on my Fanduel team, and um, don't know if I can get him on DraftKings. You know, with what I'm doing. So yeah, I, I think if you're going up towards the top, it's Freeman for me. We're going to talk about Muncie at second base, so I didn't want to talk about him at first base. But um, yeah, the cheaper guys. There's a ton of cheap guys today too. Like Justin Bohr is min salary. Like you're playing him on Fanduel, right? Yeah, it depends what you're shopping. On Fanduel, they're kind of forcing you to play him at 2K. You know, obviously, you have to consider ownership and things of that sort in tournaments. But if you're playing cash over there, uh, not that Bohr, like, screams as a cash game play. Like, that's, like, not his MO. But uh, it makes a ton of sense to play him in your cash games on Fanduel today. Uh, you mentioned Talese is pretty cheap, too. Um, talk about, you know, that lefties, you know, in, in Yankee Stadium. I don't mind Choi for a tournament, certainly not a cash game play. Torinos is a guy I don't really want to pick on necessarily, but – you know, obviously, Voight and Kardashian could be in your tournament pool. We talked about lefties versus Arietta. I'm interested there. Matt Adams, uh, he's another guy too cheap on Fandle. Maybe you're playing two, face, two first basemen over there. Uh, don't mind him on DK. Don't mind him on Fantasy Draft. Of course, Fantasy Draft, you can play with five first basemen if you want to. Uh, what are your thoughts as far as Matt Adams? Matt Adams is a guy that I like. Jake Arietta, you want lefties against him. He can't get lefties out. Um, you know, he was able to do it for a long time in his in his career, but He's just not good against lefties anymore. He's lost the zip. Uh, so certainly like Matt Adams. I like his price at 4K. Um, I actually think that's who I have on DraftKings. That's who I have in my DraftKings lineup right now for sure. Are you a believer Are you buying this Lance Lynn? Um, I think Lance Lynn's pitching really good this year. He but is. I, I think this is a terrible spot for Lance Lynn. Yeah, Um that's that's sort of where I'm at too. I'm had a lot of good matchups this year, and when you have good matchups and you can perform well in them, yeah, yeah. Uh, like Santana, it's a kind of a spend up. You know, there's a lot of steps off along. There's a lot of places to stop along the way. So Santana's probably gonna go fairly low owned. And you know, if you're not buying Lynn, of course, Lynn historically has had some issues with lefties. Uh, anybody else at first? It's worth to mention Matt Olson, kind of pricey versus Castro. I don't mind that. I don't mind both the mats there in Oakland. We'll talk about Chapman as well. Uh, and you said Goldie is just a little bit too cheap on fans draft, a little bit too cheap on DK versus Hernandez. Uh, jump to the second base, Keystone position. What do you have for me? Because I think this is a place where we're probably saving some money, especially in cash. See, uh, that's why I want to save money at catcher because I want to pay up for Max Muncy. I love Muncy today. I think this is a great home run spot for him. Uh, Tommy LaStella. I know that <laughs> like we just don't picture Tommy LaStella doing what he's doing, but he's another guy. I like Ozzy Alves. Um, He's, he's red hot, like, and we have him projected for 2%. Nobody's playing Albies right now. He's Can they batting. move him up out of the eight hole, please? No, keep him there. Like, if we're going to keep getting him at 2 to 3 4% ownership, like, and he's going to keep scoring a ton of fantasy points, who cares about that extra at bat? So, um, I've seen a lot of people talking about Biggio on the cheap end, um, but I, I think the chalk, chalk guy on especially DraftKings is Jason Kipnis today. Mm-hmm potentially batting fourth under 3k 
Um, that's why I want to pay up. I want to be. I want to pay up to be contrarian at second base today for a guy like Muncie. I love that. I think that's a great call. And then that, that that's the kind of thing where we talk. You know, people freak out over ownership and all that. But if you're just playing Muncie and not playing Kipnis, like your lineup is different than so many other people already. Uh, that's just one spot, and that's like why you can play a guy like you can embrace the chalk of a guy like Trout. Um, but like for sure, like the the quote unquote cash game play is the play. You know, the optimal play is to play Kipnis there versus Lynn. Nice ballpark. You know, he's got the platoon advantage. And, again, the price is just way too cheap. It's way too goofy. Uh, but I love the idea of paying up for Muncie in tournaments over him. That, that makes a ton of sense. Uh, and it's a great way to get away from, I don't know, what the projection ownership is that I'm in front of me, but probably like 25% in tournaments on a 12-game sleep. For Kipnis is a guy, you know, name brand to some degree, but he's faltered. He's not the guy he once was. And, you know, he's not just elite play. He's perfectly fine. Uh, anything else that's second that's kind of jumping out for you? Like, you know, if you if you want to go against the Malone side, I don't mind Merrifield leading off there. Uh, you know, pretty reasonable price on the road, decent shot at those five ABs. You mentioned Tyler Lestella, who, like you said, we don't really think of him as this guy, but he's been spectacular this year. He's got more home runs this year than his entire career. He had but 10 coming into uh, this season. Of course, he's a bit of a journeyman. Uh, and you mentioned, like, Biggio and Sogard leading off there. That's the one-two punch for Toronto versus Pena and Garcia. I prefer Biggio over Sogard. If you're going to make me pick one of those two, is that where you're at as well? Um, I think I prefer Sogard, but I think it's close. Um, I, I think I could see saving the money for Biggio. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it's pretty close. I, I don't think like you have to really decide. I don't know if I end up on either one of those guys. Uh, Cano is back in our lives. I, I can't guarantee he's going to play nine innings, but he's back in a lineup and he's super, super cheap. I know you like Soraka. I like Soraka too, but you know, the price does kind of at least, you know, put you in that direction to some degree. Uh, but I don't feel great about it, but it's just, a, you know, it's, it's a salary play and it's a pivot off a of Kippus, I suppose. Uh, jump to the hot corner, jump to third base. What do you have for me? Yeah, and the thing about Cano is, like, Sretko's allowed two home runs this season, so I don't think that's where I would end up. Um, third base, there's a bunch of options. I, I feel like, uh, you know, obviously we talked about La Stella, you know, Sano, we really haven't talked too much about the Twins, but they're in a good matchup here against Porcello. I like the lefties a little bit more. But I think the third baseman for me today is Matt Chapman. I know you talked about him a little bit when we were at first base with Olsen, but Chapman profiles so well against Andrew Kashner that I'd be shocked if he doesn't have at least one barrel against him. Now, does it happen for a home run? I hope so. But I think he's going to be able to barrel up Kashner, you know, if not twice, um, at least once in this game. So really like Chapman, and I don't mind Josh Donaldson if you don't want to play, you know, one of those guys. I, I like the Braves. I, I have a Braves stack. I'm making one team on every site, and I have a Braves stack on um, FanDuel today. When is he getting suspended? Did, he, did that get overturned? He was supposed to get to, to miss a game. Did I miss that? Did that happen, happen over the weekend? I don't know if he got suspended. I know he appealed it, so I don't know if he's necessarily got his suspension yet. Okay, yeah, yeah okay. I want to see if it was upheld or he had it listened to or whatever. But uh, third base is tricky, man, because I, I like Chapman a good bit. Eugenio Suarez against Wade Miley feels like a really, really strong play. Uh, Jose Ramirez is still plenty cheap. He's another lefty here against Lance Lynn. I understand he's not been the guy we want him to be necessarily, but it's kind of baked into the price. Um, who else did I have? Oh, Matt Carpenter versus Hernandez. I know Carpenter's another guy, you know, not exactly having the year you want him to, but we know the pop is definitely there. And I just, I don't fully trust Hernandez. So I think Carpenter's in play. I'm having a hard time deciding who I'm going to land on a third base, to be perfectly honest. And you got San Diego coming back, you know, against Milwaukee. When I'm going to mention that game, which is so weird, they played a, 
what that, that series against Colorado, they scored like what 92 runs. Does that sound about right? Give or take. It was a lot yeah, of runs. They're, they're still priced for it too. Yeah. Um, and you know, the facing to coming back from his injury, who knows how deep he's going to go. <clears throat> it's just, I just oh, want to go ahead. Quick note about the Chasin thing. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but the quick note about the Chasin thing. So he's taking Freddie Peralta's spot in the rotation. Freddie Peralta is ready to start. So, if Chasin gets into a little trouble here, um, Peralta could be the guy that's coming in. Yeah, and also Chasin, I, I wouldn't think is pitching terribly deep either. Like as far as his pitch is a, you know, uh, I don't think he goes very deep. Just it's a stay away. I, I'm just hoping that game that there's no fireworks. I'm, I'm mostly off as far as I can tell. Uh, Dodge wide up just cracked. Uh, Peterson Verdugo Beatty. Oh, it's Beatty on Beatty crime. We've never had that before, have we? Matthew Beatty versus Tyler Beatty. Uh, Bellinger batting fourth, Muncie, Taylor, Kike, and then Austin Barnes as far as that lineup for the Dodgers. Shortstop, what do you have for me? Yeah, shortstop's a position that, like, I don't hate, but I don't love really anybody. Uh, it's going to kind of just depend on, like, who I end up on. Um, I don't mind Gene Segura. You know, we talked about Corbin a little bit, but Gene Segura, a guy that makes a ton of contact. Um, Marcus Simeon, you know, against Kashner is a, a guy that I'm looking at. Um, Jonathan VR batting leadoff against fires, potentially getting that extra at bat on the road here. But if you're paying up, I think it's Polanco. Those, that's the guy that I'm looking at. If I'm paying up, I like Minnesota. I've already talked about it. Um, Porcello a lot worse against lefties. Porcello gives up a, already a lot of fly balls and like this team hits a lot of fly balls. So like there's a lot of potential for home runs for the twins here in this game. Yeah, I don't I don't like shortstop. Um, I'm with you. I don't think there's anything that really stands out, especially from like a dollar for dollar perspective. You don't have a cheapy like a Kipis where you can kind of sort of punt or something like that. But uh, it depends. And I, I we keep saying, or I keep saying that like you know, I have the money. So maybe I'll pay it for a Polanco or maybe I'll get Lindor. I can go all the way up to Lindor against this Atlanta guy, you know, probably grabs those five at bats in Texas against Lynn. Uh, you know, when he's got Jack in the bag potential all the time. You gotta like the guys with the wheels and the stick, there are multiple ways to get there. Otherwise, it's, you know, we're not, Bregman's going to be lost in this late for what it's worth. And I'm probably not going to get there. I'm probably not making enough lineups, but I understand why you'd play him uh, in a tournament just because just betting on the talent. The matchup obviously bad. The ballpark's good. Uh, good ballpark for homers, obviously. Uh, Turner versus Ariana. You know, prefer a lefty, but Turner, another guy who can steal multiple bases. I don't like Gregorius, again, you know, against Torinos and Torres. This Yankee lineup, it's getting deeper and deeper until they get deeper uh, the next coming days as well. You know, with Torres and Gregorius batting six and seven. Stanton coming back tomorrow. Uh, what's his name? So Judge is on layaway. Cam Maven, we're going to say goodbye to him, I presume. You know, Logan Morrison's in their uh, farm system, too. I wasn't aware of that. Why is he not nope. playing instead of Kendrick Morales? Uh, nonetheless. Uh, anything Morales. else? Morales. See ya. Hello, I, Edwin. Is he officially gone? I assume he's gone. Right? I don't know. I, I don't know, but I wouldn't expect it to be too long if he isn't. Uh, let's talk about the outfield. I'm, I'm not going to make, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to make terrible angels in the outfield pun. It's not happening, but the, the Los Angeles angels, Anaheim, as far as the outfielders, that's the first place we're looking, right? Yeah. Otani Upton trout. Um, all those guys, Calhoun, all those guys certainly in play here. Um, if you're not looking at those guys, I don't mind the Dodgers outfielders. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about the Braves and the twins. So Rosario Kepler, um, Juan Soto has a really good matchup against Arietta. You know, we talked about, you know, wanting lefties against um, Arietta. So obviously he's in play. Um, 
Outfield's a position that, like, you know, I, I think you have some upper tier guys, you have some middle tier guys. Like Chris Davis is 4K against Kashner. Um, you know, I mentioned Upton being a little underpriced there. So we have some options. Uh, you could play Biggio in the outfield on DraftKings if you wanted to, but I, I don't hate it. Uh, I don't love it. Um, so, and then like, you know, obviously we talked about Bonificio. He's, I think he's almost min salary on um, FanDuel, and I know he's really cheap on. DraftKings and fantasy draft with him potentially hitting like fifth or sixth, depending on when the lineup comes out, he might not get the opener in Scott and, and get the matchup against the lefty two or three times. So like, he's really, really cheap if you need it, but I don't think you're going to need it today, Dean. You know, we've talked about, you know, if you're, if you're paying down a pitcher with your SP two or however you're approaching pitcher, you're not likely going to need, you know, a cheaper outfielder outside of like Upton and Davis. Yeah, that's kind of my thought process too. I don't know how many cheapies you actually need because we're not spinning up on the pitchers. And we'll 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 show uh we're gonna we'll, we'll take a peek at the, the expert survey real quick. We'll take a peek as far as what's going down uh, in the lineup headquarters. We'll, we'll see some umpire data and we'll check out the K props. And the K K props kind of speak to what we're talking about. You know, the highest K prop on the board today, I believe, is a five and a half that I saw. Uh, six six and a half. Corbin and Castillo both have six and a half as far as K props, and uh, the juice is on the under. It looks like so. Uh, you know, according to the K-Prop, we're basically not seeing any pitcher projected to put up like a monster. You know, this is going to win the slate. If you don't have this guy, you're basically done. Uh, and you mentioned before, well, I'm not sure if we talked about it, as far as extreme pitcher umpire. Luis Castillo has got a uh, extreme pitcher umpire today for what it's worth. And Barrios, extreme hitters umpire. And, uh, you know, I don't necessarily want to pick on Barrios, but Betts is still really, really cheap. So I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind Mookie, what is he, 4.3K? Uh, on DKs and eight and change uh, on fantasy draft. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's, let's go ahead and, uh, Oh, well, let's, let's go ahead and do the screen share. Sure. Let's do that. Let's knock it out. Let's pull up the, I know I have the expert survey here someplace. There it is. Uh, Stevie, no surprise. You, you took, you partook of course, uh, Mr. Puddle, who you'll, uh, you will see on crunch time in a second SBK. That's Stevie who works in the office. That's a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. You guys aren't aware who SBK is crunches all those numbers. And notorious, you know, from such things as the grind down and winning six figures in golf. I don't know if he did this weekend. Probably not. But uh, I guess he was just being generous with somebody else for this weekend. Uh, your favorite hitter for tournaments, Stevie. There you go. This kind of speaks to what you've been talking about, spending up on a guy like Muncie, if you want to reiterate that thought. Yeah, um, we talked about it. I think a lot of people are going to be paying down for Kipnis. So I love Muncie. Um, I, I like the obvious. I like the idea of being contrarian without being dumb. Um, and I think like paying up to be contrarian on a slate where everybody's going to be paying down at that position is a good way to be different. Yeah. So favorite pitcher for cash. And this is kind of like, this is kind of our conversation. And even if you read Jesus article today, he was talking about like, he doesn't necessarily love anybody. Uh, and that's kind of where I'm at too. There's a bunch of guys that I'm willing to play and you got to play too, obviously. And I'm not thrilled about it, but you know, Maeda from Notorious, Duffy from Tuttles. You no, know, I presume he thinks that those K's are going to be there which they should, but you know, he might also give up three or four runs. You talked about Soraka, uh, SBK confirms as well. And uh, I guess you're playing Soraka across the board because I know you're playing only one lineup, but uh, you like Soraka for tournaments. You're all in Atlanta. You're all about Atlanta today, it sounds like. Yeah, I like Atlanta a lot. Um, they're, they're certainly a team that – uh, so let me clarify really quick. I'm making one tournament team and one cash team on DraftKings okay. and FanDuel. So just so, like – if somebody sees like that, I made two lineups. I'm making one cash team, which I, I just want to clarify really quick. Yeah. One like tournament team. So 
um didn't want to confuse people but yeah for me i'm using sorica and cash um and like I, I like the idea of looking elsewhere in tournaments god forbid you bank and like somebody pulls up the results you're like stevie you're lied to us you play two lineups you're a big jerk you're a fraud I'm sure nobody would ever say something like that. Okay. I would hope not. I'm pretty I'm pretty um, transparent about everything. A <laughs> uh, favorite cheap pitcher for cash games as far as SP2, and it's across the board as far as Miles Nicholas. And, yeah, I mean, if I want to pay up for an extra bat or two, I think he's fine. Like, I don't think he puts up 20 points, but I think he should be okay, and that's kind of what you're – you know, he's, he shouldn't hurt you in theory, but, you know, uh, variance, yada, yada, yada. You also like Duffy you are talking about. Your favorite salary saver on the board – uh, you think Justin Upton's too cheap, huh? I do. He's under 4K. You know, I, I think that – I think the real answer everybody should have put was um, Kipnis, but I think that sometimes things are just so obvious you don't have to put that. So, I, I put Justin Upton. Um, on Fandle, I put Justin Bohr. He's min salary over there. It's just – you're playing yeah. Bohr on Fandle if you're if you're playing cash games over there. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing is you have money where you don't have to play Bohr, but like you say, dollar for dollar is a really, really strong play over there uh for tournaments you're talking about matt chapman hoskins huddle likes him for tournaments i don't mind that little maybe there's a little leverage there too i suppose because uh the price for for corbin and just the way this picture slate's going down i think there's gonna be some ownership on corbin and of course hoskins has plenty of pop uh sbk is with you as far as freeman as well uh the picture that you're let's see the player you're you're afraid of not having yelich you're just not gonna get the yelich unfortunately yeah but like every time you don't play yelich you're super concerned about not playing yelich yeah, I feel that way about Trout, but I think I'm playing like, just a ton of Trout tonight. And, like, again, that's what the herd is doing. And, you know, but, like, it makes a lot of, it makes so much sense to play Trout tonight. But, you know, baseball, yada, yada, yada. And we'll see what happens later on tonight. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to force myself to make lineups without him. Like, that's basically where I'm at. You know, the, the math and everything kind of points to playing him, obviously. Uh, anything else that's like, kind of worth taking a peek in here? Did you have a good, useful statistic or trend that you kind of pulled up here as far as the. Uh, I just highlighted Mike Clevenger's rehab stuff because he was coming back today. I wanted people to be aware of like how many pitches he threw. And um, that, that was all I did today. I thought it, I thought it was useful to me. Yeah. I wish he was just like a tick or so cheaper and it is possible. He can go like five or six uh, and strike out seven or eight or even nine. Like the K's are, you know, he's definitely shown that ability. Obviously in a small sample, he's striking out like 50% of batters this year. That's not going to sustain, you know, that's, that's just not possible. Uh, oh, you know, last show, Boggs nailed his hot take. He nailed his hot take, and I think he, has, he said Boston was going to hit uh, five homers. I think they had six. They had a good time, at least six or so. So your hot take is, whoa, three home runs. <laughs> oh, three hits. Okay. Three hits and a home run, yeah. Yeah, Justin Upton with three hits and a home run. We'll see if that goes down. Uh, Tuttle on Kipnis and Ramirez as well for what it's worth. And uh, SBK is with you as far as the Braves beating up Wheeler. He says Wheeler does not make it out of the fourth inning, essentially. We see some questions loading up in the chat. We're going to knock out as many of those as possible. Those are questions from YouTube. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. That is awesome. We much appreciate that. It helps keep the uh, the proverbial lights on. What did I want to see? I wanted to see uh, owners. Nope, not the owner. Well, I guess it'll get time for that. Let's see the umpire data. because It's not officially you know, all in just yet because there's some late games and new series are starting. But uh, what are you seeing, Stevie, as far as the umpire data? We got Barrios with extreme hitters, Castillo with an extreme pitchers. Uh, thoughts as far as umpire data? Anything here that's worth talking about? Yeah, the Cardinals game, uh, the Miami Cardinals game. Uh, I already kind of talked about it when we were talking about Miles Miklos. Um, it's just 
anytime he gets an extreme pitcher's umpire, like it's something that you want to note. Um, the total has went up in the Twins game. I don't know if it's necessarily the umpire, but uh, I think that game opened at nine and a half and it's up a run. So, you know, that's something to note as well, especially with an extreme hitter's umpire and Jose Barrios pitching there. So I, I think like looking at line movement is going to be interesting today too, because like we are getting more and more data as the day goes along. We're seeing the four highest owned hitters are all angels for what it's worth. Trout, Lestella, Otani, and Upton. So, um, yeah, and it's a 12-game slate. So there's plenty of pivots. There's plenty of different ways to go. None that are like, particularly sexy necessarily, but uh, you can absolutely pivot off this game. Let's knock out some questions from Chats TV. Before we do that, uh, give me three dudes that are going to homer and give me your favorite stacks. Of course, one is Atlanta. Uh, give me Freeman home run uh matt chapman is a home run and justin upton uh all right steve they're asking you who's your favorite outfielders in atlanta uh probably acuna is probably my favorite um i don't hate marcakis but i i I think i'm gonna leave marcakis off my stack and i hate when i do that because i want to play albies in my stack um instead of marcakis uh this is a twofer you got bellinger and peterson so two dodgers versus trout and upton two angels I think I'd take the Angels. I love the Dodgers tonight, but Jock Peterson's like one for his last 30. Uh, he's super ice cold right now. No Jock jams happening right now. So until I see him start making better contact at the plate and we start getting more barrels, um, I'm going to be off of Jock for right now. My issue is he's he, like he's so expensive and he's still, he, gets, he gets pinched hit for all the time. That annoys me. But yeah, I, it's, I, it's so weird that they haven't like lowered his price at all with as cold as he's been. Uh, is Clevenger worth rostering off the uh, injured list? I, I mean, I think you got to expect around mid eighties pitches at most. And can he get there? You got to needle that thread, and it's really, really tricky. And I guess this is the kind of slate where you would roster him. I, I don't feel good about it. I'd have to make a, a bunch of lineups first. What's your thoughts as far as Clevenger? It's just, it's it's tough. So, like, if you're on Patrick Corbin, and like, you know, Roth is going to be up next, but like, you know there's a lot of weather in that Washington area. So like if you're on Corbin and you're just looking for pure upside, I, I think that maybe you look at Clevenger and you hope for 85 pitches, he could get it done in 85 pitches. This is the cheapest you're going to get Clevenger all year. Uh, he's not going to be this cheap next start. By the way, you mentioned Roth. Uh, just one, one thing did pop for me in weather edge. And obviously it's ever changing and the weather is always changing. So it's constantly being updated, but not sure if you saw it, Stevie. And I don't know if this is a big enough sample size for you, but in 55 games, 55 games, similar weather, uh, like weather in the past as far as Minnesota. Uh, home runs get a 38.9% jump and a 6.7% jump as far as runs. Uh, that is a big number. Does that does that do anything for you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A big number. Um, yeah, Minnesota. And like Did not hurt my back. Minnesota love. How about that? Yeah, yeah, that definitely I, – I will be making a Minnesota stack. I think they're a really interesting pivot uh, off the Angels for sure. Um, what do you think of Arietta? I, I don't. I'm not playing it. Nope, no interest. Helps uh, so, that there's weather too. Uh, any interest in Talese, Rowdy Rowdy? Slight, but I don't think he's going to make the cut today. I think there's a lot of good first baseman options, and I don't think he's going to be a guy that makes the cut for me. Yeah, probably easier to roster on fast draft if you just roster a bunch of first base when you got to pitch just one. It's kind of tricky. Uh, Lucchese versus Milwaukee. I don't typically play pitchers against Milwaukee. Uh, is Corbin worth it with the weather? Uh, we're not the guys to answer that. Like you said, Roth is coming up in crunch time. I'm sure 
Uh, I don't know if he updated his weather. We talked about Weather Edge, but maybe he updated his actual weather article too. Uh, he has an orange-yellow for that game with chance of pop-ups uh, and potential delays. I'm off the pitchers in that game. Okay, interesting. I want to hear what he has to say because Corbin's a guy that was definitely playing in tournaments, if nothing else. Uh, and obviously, sounds you know, important today, folks. Yeah, I, to definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, Austin Hedges? We're not, we're not playing Austin Hedges, are we? Listen, I'm never going to talk anybody off a catcher that's cheap. If he's cheap, go for it. Listella versus uh, the Leprechaun, Justin Turner. Is Turner in the lineup? Didn't he get uh, a day off? That's a good question. Yeah, I, I would take the guy that's not Turner because Turner's not in the lineup. <laughs> well, D-Train, you set me up for failure with these questions in chat. Uh, Bring in the heat. Up, is Upton getting three home runs or four home runs tonight? Um, I think he gets one. Um, I would not hate him to hit four because I have a bunch of them. So, yeah. Uh, Bellinger versus Yelich. I'd imagine Bellinger is the first pivot off of Trout. Of course, you can play them both, and he's playing the ownership game. I don't in front of me, but I would almost guarantee that Bellinger has more ownership than Yelich. Who do you prefer amongst the two? I would take Bellinger there. Uh, crush on Oakland versus Upton for cash. I think it's Upton. I think it's Upton too, but it, I think it's close. Uh, Chris Davis has a lot of home run upside in this matchup. Uh, favorite contrarian pitcher for a large field uh, GPP? Hernandez from Miami. Extreme pitcher's umpire, right-handed heavy team, big strikeout rate in the minors. He's my uh, he's my tournament play. Like I, my cash lineup, I have a Braves um, Angel stack on Fanduel, and I have a Twins Hernandez stack in my my tournament team. Is there any scenario Clevenger uh, can pitch 35, 95 pitches? Fran- Francona loves uh, extending his starters at the rolling. I'm not going to say there's not. Uh, I would set the under, definitively under 95. I would say follow the beats. See, uh, find the beat writer on Twitter. I'd imagine somebody asked him this. It's probably something he's talked about that I've not seen. It probably went down during the show. Um, again, that, that's something that I want to sort of like do with the Twitter search on before, you know, uh, I, su- I submit my lineup. So as of right now, I, I would say it's highly improbable. He throws 95 pitches. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's highly unlikely. Who's excited for Big Brother? Are you, are you, is that is that your Does thing? That start or tonight. Not? It says premiering next week. Apparently. Oh well, yeah, I have it recording. Um, I, I love Big Brother, so yes, I'm excited. Big T, Giblets, let's go. It's such an undertaking. There's like 19 different shows, and you got to watch it like online, like after hours. I can't deal. I can't make that commitment. Besides, Stevie, you're watching Breaking Bad. No, you get no. You got to put this in. Breaking Bad in front of Big Brother. We have a family group chat for Big Brother. Like, it, it's a serious <laughs> thing in, in my family. Do you have a gambling pool? Like, uh, is that something you guys do in the... Uh... We do. Yeah, that sounds like good times. So it's good bonding. My, my, my family likes it too, but I've never dabbled. Favorite shortstop for cash today. Uh, we think... I think that you have the money uh, to spend up on either Polanco or Lindor. That's where I'm at. What are your thoughts? Polanco, um, I don't hate uh, VR. Uh, again against fires i think that batting leadoff getting that extra bat on the road i don't hate him if you end up there uh can you use mikolas and duffy for cash uh i think you as a pairing i think you can mikolas and duffy yeah, yeah i don't hate it i don't think that's something that i would do for cash games but if you just want to load up on bats i think that's certainly an option yeah i mean i think that's definitely something you can and, and like duffy's probably not going to have the clean sheets right uh, he's probably going to get up two or three runs or something like that. But in theory, we don't have a Seattle lineup just yet, but it projects that this be a ton of case that Seattle lineup. Uh, like you said, that they traded away E5. We know that they have multiple guys that are also injured. 
uh, it, it's not going to be good. It's going to be ugly for sure. Uh, Stevie, final thought as far as the slate before you step aside and get out of here and make way for crunch time. And Roth's going to give you guys an update as far as what's going down weather-wise in Washington and everywhere else. Uh, give me something good. Finish strong here, Stevie. Um, Angels are going to be chalky, and it's not a bad thing to play them. They're in a great spot. But look at how to be contrarian outside of your Angels players. Um, and that's not always by playing cheap guys or the cheap pitchers. Uh, look how to be contrarian with being smart today. Seattle lineup is officially out. We're looking at one, two, three, four, five lefties. Gordon Seeger, uh, team girth member, uh, CEO, actually. Vogelbach, Crawford batting second, and Smith leading off. He's Stevie. I'm Dean. Enjoy your baseball today. We're out of here. Power!